met a gypsy. Now, now I get to relax for a bit. Yeah, it's always hectic, eh? Oh, sometimes doing the podcast is like the most relaxing part of my it's like day. Like surfing, like you, it's the only time you don't have your phone turned on. Oh, it's fucking awesome, actually. Yeah, I need to put that off to the side. Willie Stoke, welcome to the podcast, mate. Welcome. Thank you very much. Second time running. Come in. Second uh, time running. Yeah, so just for a bit of background context, uh, you are one of two people that have ever had a podcast completely fuck up. Yeah. So like the recording failed. We were too stoned. The, the, we were way too stoned. Well, we'd actually just built this studio. Yeah, it like, was. Yeah, it was yeah. like two years ago. Yeah. Just so, on two years ago after the, the Hemp Expo in Brisbane. Yeah. So we just built the studio. There was teething problems. and it's all uh, good. Teething problems are all good. Better late than never. That'll be the name of my autobiography if it ever comes out. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Cheers, mate. So I'm drinking coffee. A, drinking a coffee. Late night last night for me. So we'll see how this one goes. You might Busy have to, man at the moment, eh? Yeah, getting there. It's... um. Yeah, I guess I just like I was saying before, just probably took on a little bit too much work at the end of this year. But you know, you get that. you get opportunity, and you want to say yes. Got to run with the ball, man. Drive the lane, drive the lane. Yeah. So how, how have you been? We haven't uh, spoken that much lately. I've, so. been, I've been good, man. Pretty busy. Um, COVID's kind of put everything on the back burner a little bit. Made traveling pretty much pretty difficult. I just had an event that I was meant to do at Art Basel with uh, Red Bull, uh, an NFT event that I couldn't go to because I don't want to get double vaxxed. Yes. Um, that was a pain in the ass. I've lost a bunch of money, but, you know, back and forth, going over the border, doing a little sneaky sneak back and forth, being a pirate. Um, but yeah, other than that, I've been good, man. Cannabis is progressing. Um, weed dispensary is killing it. Um, the movement where we just got, you know, like medical cannabis now in the last two years has become a lot more available yeah, in Australia. Yeah. yeah. Um, potentially because of us. Um, we're now in the process of um, trying to get the drug driving laws changed. So I'm working with a bunch of um, the ex-head of the Australian Federal Police, uh, the ex-head of the the ex-High Court Judge of New South Wales, um, Nick Xenophon, and um, the the lawyer who just got um, friendly Geordies off for oh, the for the yeah, yeah, yeah. John Barillaro bros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so with them, and we're trying to change the drug driving laws because at the moment, if you are a medicinal yeah, patient, yeah. and you get the swab test you can get done just like anyone else. Yeah. So if you have opiates in your system or if you have any kind of medicine that's any prescribed other medical, by your yeah. doctor... Which um, also has warnings of don't drive under or operate 100%, heavy. But there's yeah. no drug test that yeah. doesn't work under that. You know, the swab tests are very... They don't work properly. There's no there's no reading on it that says that you're a 5 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10, you know, just like... Yeah, it just know, says the, positive the, with, the, with, with, with alcohol, if you... You have to be zero point oh five, you know, yeah, and that's what two and a half standard drinks in the first hour and one drink after that, you know. Yeah. So, um, so I we found that that's probably the biggest problem between, um, you know, the potential uh, legalization in yeah. Australia. Um, there's a lot of more and more patients are becoming aware that you can get medicinal cannabis. Yeah, it's a lot easier to get now than a lot of people think. Yeah. I'm actually going through the process. Um, fantastic. That's yeah. great. Who are right. you doing it with? Uh, medical Cannabis? CB... Fuck. CDA? Yeah, I think they're home. I think we've worked with them before yeah, through the yeah. Hemp Expo. Yeah, my, my big thing was like, obviously, if I'm going to be like an advocate yeah. for it and there is a legal option, it's like I kind of need to do that 100%. to actually kind of legitimize the the voice. I need to do it too. I'm just... We do need to do it because yeah. that's sort of the problem, I think, with this whole legalization process is you know if we are all just a bunch of fucking yahoos that are smoking illegal weed 
saying the benefits and whatnot. Yeah, so no, I think no. we all need we to have to represent it. Yeah, and go then, through the process. And then um, now Canberra has decriminalised. Um, Fucking Michael, Canberra. That's the only good thing Canberra's ever done. Oh, yeah, that's definitely the um, probably the. It's like a reason gooch, to go the there. The gooch of Australia. Yeah. I wouldn't call it the arsehole of Australia. It's very it's close. it's definitely the gooch. Yeah. Some really fast motocross rides that come out of Canberra. Well, definitely, though, so. there's nothing else to do down there. Yeah, so good outdoor stuff. You know, there's like there's some really good um, mountain biking. And, you know, obviously the yeah, snowy true. mountains are pretty close and stuff like that. So if you're into the outdoor stuff, but, you know, pretty boring place to live. Yeah. So you're like, fucking super ripped. Yeah, just get super smoke bongs. And Did you just bring any weed, by the way? I actually forgot to bring I, I, weed today. I didn't. I didn't bring any, but I, I will bring. I will drop some off to you tomorrow. I'm actually on my way to we got the Fireball Crew to um way too stoned last time. Last time we got way too high, and um, yeah, homie over here. I think he fucked up the audio. I don't know, remember why we didn't have our super producer, Young Jamie, over there. <laughs> young G, who, Young Gigi. Young Gigi didn't know who Young Jamie was. Nah, do I you know who young, Do you know who Young Jamie is? You don't. Fuck, I love that. See? So that's good. So young Jamie is uh is young G. Joe, Joe Rogan's uh little little hustler, little homie that pulls everything up on the screen and is his sound engineer. And young Jamie has developed quite a following in the uh, YouTube and internet space for being a, a very fast uh, fast Google searcher. Can you pull Got that up, Jamie? Got a long way to go, Griff, but we'll get you it's there. It's all right. Young Gigi, you're on the way, man. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, um, you know, that the, um, Michael, oh, I can't remember, Michael is the gentleman that um, we were down there when, when, when they signed over the, um, they signed the document that put the bill in that, um, that decriminalized cannabis in, in Canberra. So that's a big step in the right direction. But Craze, my cohort mm. in my, in all this, who are we hurting? Um, BS. He he got done. He's actually got a case coming up. Oh no! And way. what happened was he is he had a security company with about ten to fifteen employees, and he got um, obviously he was getting followed around because of all this weed advocate stuff that we do. And he's also a graffiti artist, so he's known by the cops, and he's a little bit of a mischief maker. And basically, he got done out the front of his girlfriend's house. They swab tested him. He um, you know obviously he was smoking a few bongs before and pulled up a uh, positive reading. Yeah. Um, and then he went to court. His lawyer has told him to plead guilty because if he pled guilty, then he would get a work license. Yeah. He got a work license. And then afterwards, they've come after him and said that you're not eligible anymore to have a security license because you have to be an upstanding member of community of the community. Yeah, yeah. So basically, he's admitted under oath that he has a drug charge and they took away his security license. Now there's 15 people that can't pay their bills at home yeah. because of that so yeah and so i mean obviously like a, a focus of this podcast probably will be about like cannabis and you know advocacy for the legalization of it and i think that it's it's something i brought up i can't remember who i was talking to about it on here but it's just a way bigger problem than what people think it is because of exactly what you just said like exactly. there's these crazy fucking follow-on effects that no other uh, drug, you know, kind of, it doesn't chase you around the, the way that this does. Um, and then, you know, you look at like incarceration statistics all over the world with, with yeah. cannabis and then the but follow it is changing. Effects. It is changing. It is changing. Malta changing. today is the first country in the EU that has decriminalized weed. Yeah, so right. you'll be able to grow. What about I, Portugal? Uh, Portugal, well, I think that's, per, I think that's personal, all drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this is like 
cannabis decriminalized and you can actually grow like I don't I can't remember off the top of my head I'd have to look at my phone so what where whereabouts is it in Malta Malta can you type in Malta cannabis laws Griff yeah so that just got that just got that just changed about in the last few days that'll be the first uh, member of the EU that's decriminalized cannabis yeah and apparently also Germany's potentially going to go recreational C-A-N-A-B-I-S if Germany goes recreational all of Europe will go and if all of Europe goes, maybe the UK will go. I've actually, Europe will fall. <laughs> that's fantastic. It's, it's, so this just happened. Uh, oh, yeah. So click into see, that first one. Washington Malta Post. legalized cannabis for personal use in European first. Yeah. Second. Uh, so fuck that ad off when we can. Click out of that dog. Uh, in Europe, the Netherlands was the first to permit the selling, buying, and use of marijuana. We need to stop using that word marijuana, by the way. Marijuana uh, is an invented terminology by the DEA in the... 20s or 30s racist cunts when they legalized when they made uh weed illegal because they were um basically using uh mexican immigrants as as basically scapegoats and then they were saying that they were raping all the white women yeah marijuana yeah Yeah. so we got to say cannabis because that's like the more technical term uh buying and use of cannabis in shops through cultivation uh, though cultivation of the plant remains illegal, some European countries and 18 U.S. states and Washington, D.C. have enacted various laws to decriminalize the sale and consumption of cannabis, there we go, or in the case of some U.S. states, to legalize it, uh, even as it remains illegal under federal law. Um, so go down a little bit. Uh, under Malta's bill, eight people 18 and older will be allowed to possess up to seven grams of cannabis, uh, and grow up to four cannabis plants as well. Why would they use and store up ma- to fifty grams of dried leaf? Why which, would they use which marijuana is not flour. And cannabis so, in the same thing? Because it's a it's it's a hype wordy thing. It's just how the Kooks. these the Washington Post. It's a lefty. So I know. wonder if what fifty grams of dried leaves mean. I wonder if that's like nugs or if that's literally that's not flour. That would just be leaf. I think it's which just, is not what it's we not, want. Not what we want. It's just it's probably just some stupid. Oh, that's cool. Anyone caught possessing up to 28 grams Which is will one be ounce fined. under the American terminology. Oh, okay. That's a lot. We'll be fined 55 to 115. Well, if you get your weed cheap enough, that's not a bad deal. Uh, and have no offense on their criminal record. Uh, consuming cannabis in front of a child, however, <laughs> will incur a fine. Uh, I, I consume cannabis in front of children all the time. <laughs> Young Gigi's not a child. Come uh, on. Funny. Um, well, that's good. Yeah, so there, there is movement. There is definitely movement. If Germany goes legal, which they're talking about, um, the world could change. Why um, do you think that Germany's like a linchpin in that whole Because deal? Germany is extremely right-wing. It's very mm. conservative culture. If you've ever been to Germany, have you ever yeah. seen a funny German comedian? Mm. Fuck, man. Honestly, when I, was in, when I was in Germany, I was like, this place is fucking pretty sad. Like I was in, I was in Cologne. I've got German friends though that are super dope, and German yeah, cool chicks people. go fucking hard. German chicks go very hard. Very hard. Shout out to Vanessa. What <laughs> up? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like as far as like yeah, culturally, like on a whole, it just it didn't really seem like a very well, happy go lucky place. There's not much going on there. It's kind of like England. It's just always, you know, it's just cloudy and the food's pretty shit and. <laughs> It's just not much going on there. There's not much mountains. You know, you can go to Garmisch. Garmisch is all right. They have a World Cup in Garmisch. Garmisch is okay, but you go over the border to Austria, mm. go to the crazy kangaroo in St. Anton, you have a lot more fun. Yeah, that's crazy yeah, that, like, you've got a country like Germany and then they're pretty, like, mellow and fucking doing their thing and then you go to Austria and it's just like, we are here to fuck. Shit up. 
Mm. Mm. Weird, weird so, how that shit works. Well, that's just the difference in cultures, I guess. And, you know, it's, it's like if you go to Italy... It's like segmented. It's the same as France. It's the same as any of these European yeah. countries. It's the same as um, as Catalonia. You know, like Barcelona and South of there. They they've yeah. been trying to get free Catalonia for many years. There's another movement in France for free Savoie. Savoie is like right where I grew up skiing. Being you know when I was doing moguls and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's a free Savoie movement because Savoie used to be prior to World War Two, I think, or maybe it was World War One. Um, they were under the guise of Italy. I th- think yeah under italy and then they went back to france and so it's all these little kind of little microcosmoses and it's like in 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 italian culture um i don't know if you've ever seen the maradona documentary about when he you should watch it it's fucking amazing um when he signed at naples and in italian culture when they tell you to go get fucked they say vata vel napoli which means go to Napoli. It's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. Like they're Tasmania. Yeah, right. So it's like it's just interesting how different there's different little segmented. And places. it's but it's crazy that it's so small. It's like a two-hour drive, you know, from totally. like. But there's thousands pl- of years of culture. We've got what two hundred and sixty maybe years of culture. Yeah, dude. What one of the bit of a side note, but I read uh, Captain Cook's biography at the start of this year. Interesting. Fucking interesting is an understatement. Like it is, it absolutely blew my mind and it, it really put into perspective how young of a culture Australia is. And then so much in terms of like the way that the indigenous Australians lived in comparison to like the Fijians or the New Zealanders are like the exact same time point in history. Like the, the Aboriginals in terms of like culture and civilization was like thousands of years behind Tahiti. And, you know, only like well, a couple hundred years ago. probably the only culture that existed in almost total isolation yeah, yeah. for 50,000 years. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's, there is the, the um, analyzation that they might be the, the escaped race that the Anunnaki didn't, didn't um, artificially inseminate. So, <laughs> yeah, that's so, above my pay grade. Yeah, so um, that's a totally different subject. But um, Captain Cook wasn't the first man here in Australia. No. Dirk Hartog was. And that's... Um, and basically, he he landed in WA almost hundred yeah, plus yeah. years before. Yeah. And Australia was called Van Diemen's Land. Yeah. And uh, that's why uh, the WA doesn't celebrate uh, Australia Day. They celebrate a different Dutch holiday. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's, it's, yeah. It's, in, it's interesting. And there's also um, there's also rumors that the Chinese were trading with the uh, Aboriginals five hundred to six hundred years before Dirk Hartog or Captain Cook ever came to Australia. So. There's a there's a, a wise man once said that history is always told from the conquering races perspective. Yeah, yeah. So we really when when the when the uh, library of Alexandria got burnt down when Julius Caesar invaded Egypt before he banged uh, Cleopatra. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was after. I don't know. Um, I wonder if like chicks were hot back then. I I I've actually con- conceptualized this actually. Yeah, I've because thought about this many times. But all that, Mike. If you're gonna move back, and it's there, fine. There's, there's, there's a many, there's a many, there's a there's a um, in uh, what's it, what's his name? Uh, Robert Greene's book in the Art of Seduction. He talks about uh, Cleopatra and how he present she presented herself to, uh, to Caesar, to, yeah. to Julia uh, Julius Caesar originally, and she wrapped herself in a carpet. And got her deli- got herself delivered as a gift, and then the carpet unraveled in front of Julius Caesar, and she had these like chauvinistic, kind of like attributes that kind of like, exp- you know, chauvinism on on a grandioso level back then had so much more power, because 
you know, if you looked at the king's court, there was a jester and then yeah. basically everybody was trying to politic in that inner grouping in the in the in the the where the where the wherever the the, the king's sitting on the on yeah, his throne yeah. and they're all just bullshitting and, and talking shit and it's all like it's just politicking. And then there's this there's this king he's just you know, he's just bored as fuck. He's been fucking all his harem and all this stuff and He's got the jester that comes in and juggles some balls, yeah. or whatever timeline that you were were doing yeah. in the fire breather or whatever. Yeah. And so for someone to come in and um, to exuberate um, feminism and sexual energy like that, that's why she was so yeah. Um, like almost having that like anth what's the name Aphrodite yeah, yeah. kind of level of like yeah. infection on the man, you know. Yeah, because no other female weird, would be eh? like that. Nah. And imagine just like the what we find to be hot today is like super groomed, like shaved legs and fucking nails yeah. Yeah. and like makeup and just fucking just like compl- no hair on a pussy inside nah. and fucking perfect well, teeth. Even but now, even now the Victoria's the chicks Secret would have been ugly as fuck back then. Probably, and the, even now the Victoria's Secret, you know, females kind of thing that that I'm into. The, the hip-hop culture has taken over America and now curvy women that are a little Dude. bit more buxtrous like Kim Kardashian are now the celebrated feminine in that culture. Mm-hmm. So if you go back to Victorian times 200 years ago... It was like corsets queen, and Corsets fucking, yeah. and big asses and yeah. like... So, you know, have you have you read The Art of Seduction? The Robert, nah, the nah. Robert Greene can book? You, can you pull that up, Griff? Just it's so a, I've got it in my thing. It's a fascinating book. Um, you should really do you should read, read that. Do you read a lot? I used to read a book a week, and in the last few years, I haven't read a lot. To so, be let's break down a book a week. How do you read a book a week? Like, if it's like an 800-page book? Probably, that would say, say a book a fortnight would be a better terminology. Yeah, yeah. I was just obsessed with ancient history. I wanted to be, be an archaeologist when I was a kid. Really? And, um... At first, I wanted to be a uh, marine biologist. Then I decided I wanted to be an archaeologist. But yeah, I, on average, probably a book to two books a month, probably. Robert Greene, Art of Seduction. Many for many many years. My my parents when I was Does, is he the Forty Eight Laws yeah, of Power? Yeah, yeah. Forty Eight yeah. Laws of Power. And then he also wrote the book, um, the 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 remix of the Forty Eight Laws of Power with Fifty Cent, which is a really interesting uh, analogy just, of taking just leave street it up culture. There, that's cool. Um, great book breaks down social dynamics. Um, Kind of takes what Neil Strauss did with the game to yeah, another okay. level. Talks about Don Juan. Talks about. Um, I I really enjoyed the game, by like for what it was though. Like I wasn't I wasn't a guy that bought into that. Like at the time I read it, I was living in America, and I def I like didn't have a problem getting girls as it was. So it wasn't like a I didn't look at it as like a manual, but just as like a full social. Social dynamics to, to read. I was just like, "This is but, fucking bizarre." But, but social dynamics goes. That's just that's just the courting process. Mm. Social dynamics is us, how we know each other, how I interact with her, how I interact with you, how I interact with your staff. Um, you know, the dominant, the social dominance that, that someone would have in a boardroom when they're coming in to sign a multi-billion-dollar merger mm. deal. You know, like that's why um, Trumpy got his ghost-written book, the the art of the deal. Have you read that before? No, no. It's an interesting one. Really? Um, I'm pretty sure it was ghost-written, but. He claims it wasn't. Um, of course. But, you know, social dynamics is the, probably the basis of all mm. human interaction. And that that gentleman, he's a very smart dude. Yeah. And um, I've, I've watched a lot of podcasts with him. I don't really watch... I don't really read that much anymore. I've, I'm reading a couple... Of, I've read a couple of books in the last probably six months, maybe three. Yeah. 
Um, What's the reasoning? Is there a particular uh, reason? Just there? probably more audiobooks now I listen to, and I listen to a lot more podcasts, and I also I probably watch probably two to three hours of YouTube content on ancient history a really? day. So you're still in the ancient oh, history I'm deal? I'm obsessed with it. What, what's the most interesting shit to you at the moment? Oh, probably Atlantis potentially being in the northern, in, in, um, in the northern Sahara desert with the, with the round circles. Um, Fuck, really? And um, definitely like, um, what's his name? Zawi Hawass and how he's denying that the Sphinx is so old and just stuff by Graham Hancock and Rand yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, um, I find um, what's his name um, uh, Robert um, what the fuck was that oh, what the, what's his name again um, uh, Robert Shock is the guy that uh, he's an interesting cat but yeah just you just more so podcast and, and just just a different way of d- digesting media yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I am gonna di- I'm trying to discipline I, the last probably two to three months I've started rigorously changing my lifestyle in order to be able to have routine in my life yeah so now i go for a walk every morning for like five to seven k's and then i go to the gym for an hour and then i'll go surf and then i'll start work at like and i'm still on the calls doing all my stuff to america yeah it's just routine i didn't do before yeah because i went from being a pro athlete to basically being a party rock star you know because i blew my knee out for the second time and you know quit all that stuff and um, so routine hasn't been a part of my life a lot for the last five years, probably since I was on that yeah. kind of like athlete tip. Whereas before it was like training and routine was a lot more a part of my life. I still yeah. partied probably harder then than I do now, but training and stuff like that was a lot more a part. You know, if you're going to be a pro athlete, you got to train your ass off, you know? Yeah. So um, I found it quite rewarding and I really, I'm, I've slowly started adding different things into my life. You know, I'm starting to do yoga again. I'm starting to do Pilates. I'm starting to go to that like Riggs, Riggs place at Burley. At, uh, they just built one at my house, near my house in Palmy. Yeah, right. Shout out to Braden and the crew there and the one at Bundle. We're doing ice baths. We just did a um, we just did a big campaign with Wim Hof, the Freeze Hof stuff. Yeah, my, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. My well, next door neighbor. Yeah, my next door neighbor used to be the creative director of all the Victoria's Secret fashion shows, which we were just discussing yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canon Raja. So he, him and a couple of friends of his, one rugby league player, and another dude who used to be like a world champion Ironman, can't their names uh, defeat me right now. They um they came to him with this like, kind of idea, and then he was it Chris Walker? Yeah, Chris yeah, Walker, yeah, yeah, homie. And then um I was hanging out with you know I've you know I've met I've met a lot of people in the last month or two, um but that that whole freeze off stuff I've started doing ice bath stuff and I've been doing cold shower every day, just routine stuff like that. It's just it's it's really really good for you. Yeah, man. I I mean it makes such a difference. Oh, like the the COVID thing for me was crazy because I went from living in the US, travel like I'm fucking being like thirty countries a year, yeah. and you just constantly flight 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 yeah. flight flight. And then, yeah, just zero routine. I actually thought, I've spoke about it on here a lot, but I thought that having no routine was like the most free way to live your life. You know, you could just do anything and anything you wanted and like that was freedom. But I've actually, what I've come to find over the last few years doing the COVID thing is that like freedom is in discipline. Like the, the least options you have, the more free you are because you've got less, there's, there's almost no other thing you can do. Yeah. And so, like, I, I'm trying to add... I'm, like, I'm sticking to it. I've been doing it. I've probably missed maybe five to ten days in three months that I haven't done it. Like, I do it every weekday and then weekends I just party. Mm. And I've only been... I've try, been trying to go out only once a week. 
which normally turns into twice because mm-hmm. before it was probably four to five times a week. Um, Do you feel like shit? Not really, no. Fuck, I would just feel like shit if I partied that much. Uh, like, I'm just got just the... get bored, man. I don't like women. It yeah. what it is. Yeah, fair. But I definitely feel like I'm moving back to Sydney, I think, at the end of the probably next week. Yeah. Um, I definitely find that the Gold Coast is kind of like Groundhog Day. Yeah. Um, we're going to Cali Beach again. In the yeah. sense that, you know, that kind of whole scene of seeing the same people doing the same shit all the time. Yeah. Um, before I feel like was, every party scene's like that, though. Yeah, it is. But at the same time, my life was always so transient. I've always been such a nomad. My parents yeah. have had a house in Sydney up until probably about five days ago for the last 15 years. So I normally would do three weeks here and then 10 days there. Yeah. And then I'd be back and forth to California three to four times a year and then Europe probably twice. Yeah. Even post being a pro athlete. Excuse me. So like that kind of like break breaks up the mundane. Yeah. But at the same time... um when I was skiing at a high level and, um, you know, doing all that stuff, you never, I, I think that I had Peter Pan syndrome because I never had to yeah. deal with my problems. Yeah. So if I'd like, I'd be dating some, you know, some Instagram model or some shit like that and I have a fight with her and I'd get all fucking perturbed in my fucking brain and I'd be like, fuck it. In six weeks, I'm going to Europe for six months. Fuck it. It's not. Like, yeah. So the last five years have definitely been an interesting growing opportunity for myself um covid's been a really big pain in my fucking ass oh yeah it's shut it's lost, just that whole deal down lost we've lost a lot of money um but you know everyone's in the same boat so i can bitch and moan about it but it's we've all got to like fight it also been so much money to be made though to- yeah 100 percent. if you're in if you're on in online retail and you can you can there's definitely but there's but there, that's what robert that's what um warren buffett says you know more billionaires are made in recession than they are in oh, good yeah. times. Yeah. So if you see opportunity where other people see problems, then you're going to succeed. But if you look at the kind of effects on the common man, mm. not the exception to the rule, I am definitely the exception to the rule, but that's also based off probably environment, nurture, talent, and then opportunity, and also probably you know silver spoon and just just the way that my life's been since I was a kid, mm. um, you know. But it's 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 interesting. The border thing has really affected my life because we mm. have one. My parents have a property on north, just ten minutes from the Gold Coast Airport, and then we had a Mexican restaurant over here at, at Mexican at Pancho's at up in Madrabar, which we sold like probably like two months ago. So that was back and forth was a big problem. Um, I had I I was I moved to Sydney probably in July in order and I was going to work. F- Help my mate launch uh, Fine Sports, launch another... We opened another shop in Rushcutters Bay and I was going to work, just help him kind of with his marketing and blah, 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 a few days a week and then go skiing. I was going to hope... I was getting back into skiing. I wanted to start potentially filming again. It's probably just a pipe dream. Um, and just, you know, fucking around and start learning doubles and all that bullshit again. Um, but then COVID hit again and I had... I remember being at my house in Monavale and my mum calls me and they're like, oh, they're going to lock down everything in like 15 hours. You need to come back. So I left all my stuff there thinking I'd be back in a week. I went back for the first time maybe five days ago. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's definitely, f- everyone's got the same problem though. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it, but then I have friends that um, whose parents are like worth, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars that have their own big super yachts and their own private jets. And they're in, you know, they're in Greece. They and they're in, they want, yeah. They do whatever they want. They're just like they just they've got enough. They get their their company labels it as a work trip, 
They just go do what they want. And But, you know, you earn what you earn. It is law of the jungle. That is the way that the world works. Yeah. And we've all got the same problems and stuff, but it's definitely affected the world in a crazy way. Oh, massive. Yeah. It's, it's this, I mean, I don't, I guess for me or our lives, like we're all pretty much the same age. Pretty like similar, yeah. September 11. Like that's the last time there was like a, a cosmic shift in like the fucking algorithm of like baseline reality. It's like that changed everything. And you, you know, you couldn't travel, you couldn't, well you could, but it was, but it was like the it security was, it lines. Was very, and, it was very, it was very, um, it was short lived though. The only thing that really well, changed was... I think was that the, the rules and stuff still kind of stayed 100%, in place. 100%. The Patriot Act and stuff like that came yeah, into play. Yeah. But really what changed as a traveler was that you had to take your shoes off when you went through security, when you went through American security, right? Yeah. But this stuff has affected things a lot more. Well, I think if you looked at September 11, though, like you could probably look at like the subsequent wars that followed. Totally. And then, you know what I mean? So like in terms of a global effect, like yeah. that was probably like a one event thing that had like a pretty huge knock-on effect. And we probably, like, I'd say this has had a bigger effect globe, like, obviously. Um, but, but yeah, it's all, I mean, it's all It's all part of the agenda. It's all, it's, if you, if you actually research, I have a friend who's a structural engineer and I remember talking to him um, years ago about reinforced titanium melting at 2,300 degrees Fahrenheit mm. and aviation fuel burns at 1,350 Fahrenheit. So if you, if you follow the white rabbit, there's there's mm. a there's a whole Pandora's box that opens with that stuff. It's probably not the subject that we want to talk about. But, I just don't know enough about. But it. you know, like this this whole thing that the thing that, that it's called the Hegelian dialectic, and they've been doing this for probably to since the French Revolution, probably 250 years ago, and basically they set up sides against each other. And then they burn down the forest, and then they pick up the pieces afterwards. Mm. Communism versus Left versus Cap- right. Capitalism. Yeah. Left versus right. Yeah. Dem- Democrat versus Republican. Yeah. Um, liberal versus Labor. Facts versus non Same, same fucking shit. It's yeah. the same, it's the same dead horse. It's just same, same coin, just labeled differently. Yeah. And the thing about this COVID stuff and this vaccination, especially vaccination mandates, it's creating this massive kind of divide in the human structure you know people are getting angry at people and telling them that they need to do this and do that well the survival rate of this thing is you know less than two percent or it's more it's it's like the the death rate is like less than two percent it's like probably a lot less than that um i've had multiple conversations with virologists and and doctor friends and i have a few friends that that think i'm crazy one of my friends he works in the er at st vincent's hospital in sydney um he works with trauma victims um he's a physiotherapist i won't give his name out but he um He's he's a pretty famous street artist and he thinks I'm nuts because I'm mm. anti-vax. He thinks he's like yelling at me. He's like, go get vaccinated. This is what you need to do for the pop, for the community and yada, yada, yada. And then I have other people that, you know, that think that I'm, uh, that agree with me and yeah. high-level high level doctors that I can't mention their names. I was contemplating making a documentary about all this stuff, but I've all already had two Instagram accounts deleted because of COVID comments. Really? Yeah. Um, Fuck. One with like 70 or 80K and then another one probably about probably about eight weeks ago. I commented on um, Kevin Rudd's wall. He he posted a um, an Instagram post about a uh, Sky News journalist that was suggesting that ivermectin could be used as a alternative for the vaccines. He was only suggesting it and because Which he's got... Which has been collaborated by like a fuck ton of people. 100%. Yeah. 100%. They won the fucking... They won the Nobel Prize for medicine in 2000. Ago, yeah. 
Not 40 years ago, it was 2015. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was no, like no, ages it was, ago. No, it was 2015. Yeah, right. Uh, from what I... It was 2015. Oh, maybe it was made 40 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so, you know, it's... it's re- and so I posted on, on Kevin Rudd's wall. He was basically vindicating Murdoch Media because Murdoch Media went after him many years ago when he was Prime Minister. And he apparently is a pretty crazy psychopathic guy. A chick I used to date used to be his assistant for many really? years. And she was um, she was there when Julia Gillard ch- basically chopped his nuts off, and she told me a story that he actually picked up the um, the I'm probably not allowed to talk about this, but whatever I don't care. Um, he picked up the computer screen and threw it through the window in the in the in the whatever office it was that they were in. Um, so he he basically did a post about vindicating Murdoch Media and calling them a bunch of conspiracy theorists and you know blah 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 and. And I, I made a comment about it, and it wasn't. It was only a paragraph long. It was nothing too bad. But then I deleted my Instagram account. I probably had other warnings for other stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like it was probably a thousand people that just like. But you can't. You can't reply. You can't send a message to Instagram. They don't really care. You know. No, they don't give. So, a but in today's day and age, doing what we do, that is clout. You know, and like. Once you lose that, I lost a million followers with Ballin' on a Budget because of weed content. This is probably two or three years ago. Mm. You know, that was worth a few hundred grand, you know. That was a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the problem with like building a business around platforms that you're not in control it's rented, of. It's yeah. rented rented property. Yeah, yeah, no, that's been uh, that's been quite fresh in my mind recently. Just with all, yeah, with all this shit. Like when I did the, when I did that podcast with Senator Malcolm Roberts, mm. And like it went, it went really fucking well. And yeah. my Instagram was like, I just pretty much couldn't use it. Like yeah. they didn't block it. They didn't do, but for that whole time period where like that podcast was going viral, I literally couldn't use my Instagram. I couldn't reply to any DMs. I couldn't post any comments. I couldn't fucking and post so what, any stories. What was the podcast about? Was it talking COVID, about yeah. COVID? And yeah. was it talking about how he's, what is he anti See, the, the problem is that you get, once you have a negative opinion, or not even a negative, please excuse my, my an opposite stance you have an alternative view yeah yeah on what the mainstream narrative of academia presents itself now the fda is funded by corporations like pfizer like fucking johnson and johnson it's not it's not funded by the u.s government it is partially funded by the u.s government but the vast majority of it is coming from these pharmaceutical companies. Now you can't tell me that these people don't have an agenda attached to when they give these money. And it's like it's that's not even like you don't even have to be a conspiracy theorist. No, no, like that's just like it makes sense. But like Red Bull, there's a fucking Red Bull fridge in this studio. You're associated with Red Bull. Hey, fucking bang! Don't have to be a conspiracy theorist. That's my fucking. But you're probably not going to talk about the Red Bull. If you drink too much Red Bull, you could have a heart attack. No, I definitely won't mention it. Do you know what I mean? Like it is what it is. Probably don't drink too much fucking Red Bull. Yeah, totally. But you're not an idiot to do that, right? So it's like, it it is what it is. That's just a silly analogy, but it it is, it's reflective. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same thing. It's reflective to our culture. Now, our culture is not necessarily as prevalent as what this BS is in the day-to-day world. But the thing is that now if you... If you have any kind of alternative view, you just get thrown off the precipice mm. and you're gone and you're done. It's like, I, I'm not a good friend of mine, but a dude I've worked with a little bit through the Hemp Expo was Pete Evans, yeah. the, the chef on MasterChef. Yeah, he yeah. had an alternative view. He lost his book deal. He lost his, I think he divorced his wife. He like lost so much just to stand up and, and, and have an alternative view. And you know, you can get labeled, you can have an alternative view and then get 
and you get labeled anti-vax. Yeah. But like, I'm not anti-vax. I'm pro-choice. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not. If it's if it's a research vaccine, there's so many problems with this vaccine that have been caused. I could sit here for hours, but I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. Mm. But then I argue with my doctor friends back and forth. My cardiologist friend, another friend of mine is that I can't. I'm not, not going to talk. I can't talk about him. But I have some. I have a friend of mine that's very high up in the Queensland government, basically underneath Jeanette Young or whatever her name is. And we've had conversations about this. And he basically said to me, you know, we're not really allowed to talk about this stuff. Mm. And it's and, and you know so if you go against the mainstream view, you can get your doctor's license revoked. Yeah, it's in happened. Sa- and in the same way that my friend got his got his security license taken away because he was consuming medical cannabis. Mm. So if you go against the, the mainstream narrative in the academic world, and it's it's not what the the narrative that they're trying to parlay, you're going to get labelled, and you're going to get scrutinised, and you're going to get thrown off a bridge. Yeah, that that fucking Pete Evans stuff, like it sucks. But man, you enter into you you enter I, into like a contract when you like do MasterChef. When you go into like hundred percent, when you go into that, I agree. I do world, understand like, that, and I told him I don't know him very well. I've only yeah. met him a few times. I've talked on a panel with him before, but he was a super nice guy. And like, I understand a hundred percent when you do go into a contractual obligation, yeah, and you're on a mainstream platform. You have to kind of toe the line. It's the same as being in the NBA or being in the NHL or being signed as a professional athlete. Any contract that I ever had with any of my sponsors, whether it was Dragon or whoever the whatever ski company or you know Spider or whatever it was, it said in the contract in the in the stipulation it said if I get done by any criminal negligence negligence or any kind of cons- you know con- basically if I get convicted of any kind of criminal act this contract is null and void mm. same kind of contract that would be if you're on a tv show or you know you're you're an influencer with a with a branding yeah. contract or whatever so it is what it is but at the same time like he's allowed he should be allowed to have his alternative perspective oh yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree but i think that it just speaks to like so if i'm him i'm just being like oh, okay cool i'm fucking done with this and then that's why you invest in like your own shit you know well, like there's just a there's just a road i guess there's just a roadmap that, you know, there's like a fast track to success and it's to just like sign away with like these kind of programs. And then, yeah, that's just what you got to do. But if you develop a alternative following, you can have much impact. Yeah. No one owns me. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Same with, you know, you look at Alex Jones. Yeah. He's an interesting cat. Um, He'd be an interesting, I'd love to do a double interview with him, with you. Mm. Um, He's an interesting cat. But He's He's friends. I have mutual friends. Like, like a close associated mutual friend which have, is fucking do you ever crazy. watch the tim cast at all no tim. i don't watch any podcast oh, you, should, you should watch the tim cast is he that did tim one, dylan yeah the, the, yeah, the, yeah he used yeah, to be okay. like a, he's not i don't know if he was a pro skater but he was actually a skate he's a really good skateboarder the tim guy with dylan. the beanie the guy with the beanie the weird i think it's tim dylan or is it the guy with the beanie google that always the, wear the go, beanie Griff, google the tim show yeah the, anyways nah, they, new, they, new they, they recently new had tab. a podcast new tab. new tab they recently had a podcast where they um they had Tim Dillon. I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's Tim Dillon. They had Joe Rogan. They had all of his kind of cast. Yeah. They had this guy that was like, uh, no, nah, it's, 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 I think no, it's Tim Dillon. That. Yeah, the guy with the beanie. Nah, but, nah, he's like a nah, really he's good. He's like big and fat and gay. Nah, different dude. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's called the Tim Tim Car. Oh, the Tim type type in Tim Cast. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I can't remember what his what his last name is. But he, he wears. He's always got the beanie on. But anyways, they had this. Mm. They set up this podcast studio in a in an RV, right? And they had Alex Jones, and they had yeah this guy, this this guy here, 
Which for one? the Timcast. Yeah, you got to go to images and you'll see his, his big googly head. This guy. So oh, he's, right. he's like a oh, really good... Yeah, yeah, he's like yeah, a top yeah, Tim yeah. Pool, sorry. Yeah, that's his name. Tim Pool, this guy's a G dude. And so they, 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 ha- they play videos and then they talk about him. They have interesting um, kind of guests and stuff. But they did this one recently oh, a couple it, yeah. of weeks ago and they had RV and they had Alex Jones. They had Joe Rogan. They had um, this guy that was like a witness to some... To that guy that... That shot the people that got off the um oh uh yeah I know what, the dude. What, the dude, you know this is like a but it's interesting how these people are presenting their alternative views but he's he's quite a well-read quite an interesting cat and I, I watch his a lot of his stuff I I kind of uh, this is I probably watch this probably about half an hour to an hour a day of his yeah his podcast it's just interesting to listen to people discuss narrative in a kind of like like through the magnifying glass yeah you know as opposed to like taking on you know left wing left wing bullshit that's like cnn right wings like sky news fox news you kind of got in the middle which is like rt you know like russian today but then they say that there's that's influenced by putin and yada 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 but like even even cnn coming out and saying that joe rogan mm. is that was the horse. biggest fuck up of the year by any like me there's that dude is uncancelable like you cannot fuck with rogan it's insane they and then he come out he was like done with covid in like three fucking days and then who dana white did you see dana white recently got covid and then he like come out on instagram see actually go to instagram griff and see if you could go to dana white's instagram and uh he literally fucking did like a thank you joe rogan post because he like beat covid in like a few days just fucking crazy, but it was all like yeah, the ivermectin and the whole yeah, the whole the, deal, like um, the vitamin C drip and yeah. But you know, you, you, if you're a doctor, your your job is to so go down to find the best, Keep going. the best course of action in order to be able to fix your patient. Yeah, you know, and that's, yeah, that that should be with... the that should be the agenda. But the problem is that it's the same with kind of like archaeology. Yeah, with these pseudo archaeologists like Graham Hancock and and. Um, Robert Shock. And, try, that, um, try that one there real quick. I wonder which one it is. Robert Von Dunnigan is the name of the gentleman that I'm talking about. Oh, and he, never mind. And he did, uh, he, he wrote... Um, oh, actually, no, that is it. Sorry, dude. I'll fucking turn the volume on this. How are you feeling, Dana? This is a question on everybody's mind. And we were worried about you. I'm you incredible. Doing? Today is day five, testing positive for COVID. And today, this morning at nine o'clock, I tested negative. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Joe Rogan. There you go. Do we, yeah. do we? Is it time we actually give Joe Rogan his medical license? He he got Aaron Rodgers healthy in like he just two got, days. He's just got access you know, to good. Dude, doctors. you say he's got Aaron Rodgers healthy? Like forty other people that he's close to, he's done this with. So, and and here's the reality. In in all seriousness, Joe Rogan is a brilliant guy, and he he talks to the most brilliant people out there. Uh, he he studies. He does his homework on all this stuff, and. You know, it's a fact that this works. And not just me. So so me and my wife are both 53 years old. We both did it. Fuck, my he looks good for 53, years dude. Old. He's on it. some good my shit. My mother-in-law is If you've got money in America, you can you can look it. good. Yeah. But if you don't have money, you're fucked. Yeah. And that's the problem with America is capitalism on crack. The volume turned way the fuck up. Yeah. feels like a million bucks, man. So the average human doesn't have access to the doctors and the... 
the what they have, the you know. So I couldn't smell. But then, that out, Griff. But then when you don't have your when you have your, your your local GP just telling you get the vaccine, get the vaccine, it'll it'll solve everything. Yeah, that's fucking crazy level of access. So like when I was living over there, um, a friend of mine was like with our schedule it was pretty pretty hectic like and you'd, you'd know like a lot of traveling like no sleep yeah. and then for anyone that's listening to this that feels like shit you're probably not sleeping for eight hours every single night consistently and the the science around like the reduction in men specifically yeah. of reduction of testosterone yeah. uh through like lack of sleep and yeah. then general fatigue and the way that compounds so anyway this uh this friend of mine and he was a young dude he went got all his blood markers done like fucking crazy low testosterone and uh he went to these uh we were living in beverly hills at the time and he went to uh this like full beverly hills fucking doctor of like everybody and he basically was like this is the cocktail that you go on it was pretty expensive and it's like human growth hormone testosterone like all this different shit and fucking wild change like just completely changed his life and it was just it was expensive as fuck but it was just so easy and so readily available and he basically this doctor said to me was like there is not one celebrity in hollywood that looks good that is of any kind of like over 30 that isn't just fucking juiced to the tits on all this stuff Mm, yeah totally that's alternative therapy but you can you can have that stuff through herbology as well so there is ways of doing that through CBD and through yeah. alternative kind of herbal remedies. Fuck that. Um, Just give me the test, baby. I'm kind of down with that too. Um, <laughs> How old are you? I'm 34. Yeah, you're there. You're yeah. fucking right there. I want to go to... Um, I want to go to... I can give you an email. I want to go to the... Um, my knee, like left knee's fucked. I've blown my knee. Have you, have you ever looked at like stem cells and shit? That's what I was just about to talk about. So my... Not a good friend of mine, but a friend of mine, Tanner Hall... He's like one of the best skiers in the world. He's got 17 or 18 X Games medals. He had the highest up until Henry Carlo just beat him last year of any X Games medals of any athlete. Um, he recently, at 39 years old, competed in real snow. Yeah. Which is, um, you, should, you should actually Google it, Tanner Hall, um, uh, if you can, Tanner Hall, real snow. Um, so he, he ripped his, um, what was it? What was it, Nev, that he ripped the the um uh the fucking um oh, not the thyroid the um you can't the achilles he ripped his achilles right oh yeah so he's already how old is he 39 so if yeah you watch so this, once you're at 30 dude that's so this, fucking so he filmed over. this at 39 years old right competing competing against like 39 years old right and he, and he filmed this right and don't put it on the screen because it's okay during this fuck me during this he 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 ripped his um achilles and it's normally, uh, I think, uh, 13, 11 to 13 months recovery, right? Anyways, his girlfriend is a porn star that works at this, Shout out. Um, this stem cell facility in Las Vegas. And he got hooked up on a cheaper rate to get um, stem cell stuff. Yeah. He's now skiing seven months later. Yeah. So... So that was the drop that fucked him, but he did it and he did try to go fakie and do like a inverse like 270 into that wall. Yeah. Um, but he, he, but he, his recovery rate, I remember I kind of talked to him briefly about it and he went on record in a few different interviews telling, talking about, you can, you can get rid of that now, talking about um, how he um, 
recovered so much quicker because of the stem cell stuff. Yeah. And if you watch that Joe Rogan interview with um, Mel Gibson, yeah, and about how he talks yeah, about like his old man, his dad, yeah, it was like ninety, yeah, ninety three or something, and then yeah. he 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 got hobbled in in the wheelchair, and then in the next one he comes in and he picks up the the quite large Mexican woman and walks her out yeah. at ninety three years old. So yeah. this this stuff works, man. There's definitely going to be a I've had numerous conversations with doctors talking about how we're potentially going to live 150 to 200 in yeah, our generation for sure because of reverse reverse aging technology so you know now that I'm you know 34 or 30 whatever turning 35 um I'm definitely interested in that kind of stuff dude in Ashmore <laughs> I think you can go there and he's a fucking G and he's done my dad's knee my dad's well, he's a stem cells in Australia yeah in Ashmore how much does he charge per... It's like a few grand. It's not... I dude. I don't give a fuck. I'll dude, it. Yeah. So this guy... I've had him on the podcast. Uh, Interesting. David Krasiniak is, okay. is his name. So is I've that had, legal under the TGA yeah. to be able to do that? Yeah. Is it the same process as what they had in Panama and in, in Las Vegas and stuff like that? So he did does... Um, for my dad, he... Because it in, depends where the stem cells come from, right? So he injected a, like a gnarly like a needle into my dad's hip, then went into the bone marrow... And then like extracted bone marrow from my dad's hip, did whatever to it to make it stem cells. Like, no, that's platelets. Platelets, So I've had that done in my hip. So I broke my hip. uh, Where they like spin the blood around and stuff like that. Yeah. So I had that in, I broke my hip. Fuck. I think it was last year. Yeah. So I broke my hip last year and um, it was, I got the platelets done. So like they drew blood and then they spun the blood and then they, there's like two different levels of platelets yeah. that they pull out that that definitely helped but my dad did the full stem cell thing so yeah. he, he did platelets How old your old like 60 like just turned uh, 60 next year okay yeah but that dude fucking completely changed his life and the oh, dude's yeah. in ashmore and he's the fucking nicest oh, I'm gonna guy i'm gonna get the number off you before i leave i'm gonna get my dad onto it because my dad had has had my dad was like a national champion water skier and then he was like pretty high level like he was into motor he was like a grade motocross rider and he's had so many gnarly yeah accidents like he was on he had a car accident where he was like on like all sorts of crazy shit. He's still got two rods in each leg. He's still oh. like, he's, he's fucked. And when it gets cold, whenever we go on ski trips and it's like below minus five, he's that poor, poor dude's in pain. Yeah. And I think that the only alternative for him is. Well, dude. So my dad was like pretty much at the point of like quitting work. Like he was, he had to retire cause he still works in a fucking brick factory. And, uh, yeah, yeah. He's just a fucking savage. But um, yeah, like did it help? Did it work? Yep, like fucking big time. Yep. So and he's I've had heard a, so much about this stuff, and I've wanted to do it, but I didn't know it was available in Australia. I thought dude, you had to go to the guy is in fucking Ashmore, Panama. Like it's Panama so was what I was told because that's the place that Rogan talks about was in Panama. Yeah. So originally, like when I was still living in the US, I went through the process for that place in Vegas. So like mm. we got quotes, yeah. we got scans, did the MRI. It was MRIs quite, it used to be a lot more expensive. It was pretty it? expensive to go to Vegas. It's like $8,000 yeah. a shot yep. before. Now yep. I think it's about 3,000. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, don't, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that's about what it yeah, is Yeah. About 3,000 American, but if it's 3,000 Australian, how many shots did your dad get? I think he's had it twice now. But so, so he did, um, so he did the PRP yeah, yeah. first because there was so much damage in his knee mm. that, basically uh david said like if we do the stem cells straight up like it's probably too far gone like there's probably we probably have to do like a couple years of like restoration work with like platelets to try and 
get some movement back, get some strength back and shit like that. Yeah. So he did like, I think it was like a year or two years where he was going and getting these regular PRP injections. Mm. Um, and then he went and did stem cells. And then I think it was like another year later where he just had his second lot of stem cells. Completely changed his life, dude. No, no, I, I've, I really, I have pipe dreams of filming another video part. Um, probably not going to happen, but I really just want to do it for the sake of it. Yeah. Maybe just to put it on Instagram. Like yeah. doubles again, and like hit a bunch of cliffs that I've still got in my head that I really want to do in a few different places around the world. Get into the Century Club, which yeah. is like jump off and land, like, well, probably not land, but jump at least like a hundred foot plus cliff. Seems like a lot. Probably done, probably the biggest I've ever done, probably maybe 75, 75. Never gone over 80. Yeah. 75 and like I've always wanted to hit the Century Club and I, I feel like want, if you fix your knees it. though it's probably like worth oh, not it's probably, fucking again yeah yeah but I don't care like, <laughs> fuck, I'll get the stem cells again but it's yeah, just true. like it's just like bucket list shit that I don't really give I don't care about anyone else it's just yeah. like I know I can do it but I want to do it just to do it I don't yeah. want to do it for the sake of an Instagram clip or for myself I just want to do it because it's like it's like unfinished business you know yeah. and then I can move on to the next phase of my life and whether I become Hugh Hefner or a porn star or have 10 kids and, you know, sail off into the sunset, whatever I do in my life, you know, it's good. I don't want to reflect back when I'm 85 or 90 or wherever, whenever I die yeah. and reflect back on the shit that I didn't do, you know? So that's really interesting that that guy's in Ashmore because I was under the impression that I had to go to Vegas. No. And I, I've obviously... Which isn't a bad thing. No, no, no. That's a great thing. That's awesome. I'd Vegas rather do it here. Thing, yeah. It's easier. And it's also an Aussie dollars, which means it's cheaper. Yeah. And it's like it's just a little bit more attainable because I yeah. don't really want to get vaxxed. Um, I don't really want to die. Yeah, you, you definitely don't need to be vaxxed to go to Ashmore. No, definitely not. Well, actually, from New South Wales, you do. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> no, yeah. Right. So anyway, we'll he's he's sneaky, he's sneaky. really good. And he's done uh, he's done a lot of people since doing the podcast as well. Like And like I said, he's done my hip um and then i'm probably gonna uh go and see him at some point soon about my shoulder i've just got a couple shoulder injuries that's from racing motocross yeah well so i actually crashed uh we do like this tour through vietnam with my like pre-covid we like do this uh i remember kind of seeing that yeah and fuck i just crashed the thing and tore my shoulder out and it's just been the shoulders once you fuck the shoulder it's pretty hard to fix it it's been following me around for two years because I, the first time I did my knee, I did my ACL. I kind of just kind of tore a little bit of my meniscus and I did my MCL. Yeah. And then the second time, I totally fucked my meniscus. And so you can, the ACL's fine. Like you but can get away with Once the meniscus without, yeah. is fucked, you're just like, just hurts, man. How do you go surfing? Surfing's fine. Different, different movement. Yeah. Skiing's hard on the especially the high level like especially like landing straight airs off cliffs and stuff doesn't hurt but once you start, start spinning, spinning yeah. off shit and you land like a little bit back seat fuck it hurts man mm. oh i went skiing like one i only went skied one day this year but last year i went skiing i did like a three off like probably like a 10 foot cliff nothing big and i like landed back seat in some like chopped out snow and like Fuck, it felt like someone put a fucking goddamn sledgehammer through my knee. Yeah. Oh, it fucking hurt, man. I was like, fuck, I can't, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Yeah. Well, so, like, with my fitness, I'm a pre- reasonably fit guy, you know? I'm starting to get fitter and fitter, and I'm like, in three months, I'll be a lot fitter than I am now. But it's like that, just that 
leaning back and just that it just fucking just feels mm. you just can't do it it's just not there and i think that the only way to rebuild it is his stem cells and i've heard this obviously tanner with the achilles injury that he that he fixed um you know he's he's a bit older than me um but he's like he's like super motherfucker he's like mm. he trains four or five hours like he's with paul check he's yeah he's in the athlete performance center like he's as fit as almost any olympic athlete he's incredibly tra- like he his discipline's insane but for him he told me that the the increase on the um recovery is like mm. 30 to 40 percent yeah yeah no it, it's yeah it's definitely uh, like i said there's my dad's done it so i've seen it firsthand i've had like the prp stuff it's been good and then i know this is why I, we make money yeah. though What's so we that? can this yeah. is and if you if you look at it from what I was told once that LeBron spends three million bucks a year on mm. keeping his body at top lo- top notch stuff, top notch level, with like cryo chambers and like ice baths and like stem cells and that's why the fucking four days a week partying just blows my mind because I'm just like, dude, that is too well, much. That was before. Now it's like one day. Yeah, fuck yeah, because man, like the difference. Just boredom though. It's like once you once you like How once the you fuck are you bored? Because once you once you because oh, I'm fucking can't jump off cliffs and shit anymore. I'm like yeah surf's not that good all the time i'm not that good at surfing i'm just bored man it's just something to do yeah do you know what i mean i still work i still wake up at 5 6 a.m every day and i get shit done and stuff but just like it fills the hole in the in the the holes in the bucket you know yeah you just to do it again and again and i guess it's, it is habitual habit i yeah. do like partying i do like partying i do like women i do like having fun with my friends and being wild and stuff like that but like off it's become a little it's become quite redundant now yeah um but I guess it's just boredom, man. I'm just fucking bored. I need something. I need. I want my old life back. I want to go scare myself. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm going to start getting into skydiving. I went tandem skydiving again. And I've been talking to... I've, obviously, I'm pretty good friends with Robbie Madison, as I think you know Maddo pretty well too. Yeah. And he just started recently um, yeah, face jumping it, yeah. and stuff like that. And I was, was talking about it with him over the last few years. And I think that that's something that I'd like to get into. Mm. But it... I don't know if it's the same. Yeah. Maybe base jump, base jumping, but base, I have a lot of friends that I like growing up. I had a lot of friends that were in the Red Bull Air Force. Um, that Miles Dasher guy, do you know who he is? I've heard of him. He's the captain of the Red Bull Air Force team. Yeah. And another dude from, um, New Zealand. He's, what's his name? His name's, um, God damn, what's his name? He's a psychopath. He's crazy. Um, what the fuck's his name? Oh my God. He's such a sick, he's a legend. Um, Oh, I can't remember. I did the heli challenge with him when I was like fifteen. Um, oh, not, I think it's not. It's not Chip, Chuck. It's Chuck something. Oh, Chuck Parson or Pearson no, no, or something no, no, like no. that. It's Chuck. He's old, dude. He's like in his like fifties, and he's like one of the OG. Yeah. And I remember watching him a couple of times skydive when we were doing events, and so I was like, so it's pretty sick. But base jumping, like, once you go to that level, yeah, um, it's a different level of looking at the universe yeah death well, is a totally different thing dude the fucking i just did the the uh like i was saying before like a lap with jack miller on the oh, back of the, oh, that's the pretty bike cool, man. and it was just like what's the reference you want to explain who jack miller is was, everyone knows who the fuck jack okay. miller is <laughs> so can you explain to me so he's like he's fourth in the world right now yeah moto G- yeah moto gp so it's yeah. like as as two wheels as it gets like yeah. they're doing like 370 kilometers yeah. now so when I got off the back of that, I was like, I've been around action sports literally my entire life. Yeah. And I just got off the back and I was like, oh, fuck, I, all the shit I thought was wrong. 
Like you're, they have, they have access to like a completely different plane of reality than what I do. Like it is fucking. But imagine disgusting. being on that level all the time, and it's like you tap into that flow, that state of flow, and then, and then it's like gone. And it's like it's like being a dragon slayer, and then having mm. no more dragons to slay. And yeah. you know, surfing's fun and stuff, but I'm never going to be a good. I'm never going to. I could get okay at surfing, but I'm never going to be like a pro level surfer. Mm. But it's like I, I go skiing. I can ski better than I can walk. Yeah. So yeah. like, I can still ski pretty good. You know, I can still do backflips and sevens and shit like that. But like, just to be able to have that confidence to be able to shred hard and go fucking hard, like. I can't at the moment I can't do that and yeah. it's because my meniscus is fucked you know it yeah. just it fucking hurts and it really was like the one thing in my ego that I knew I was good at yeah so yeah. like when that's taken away from you it's fucking hard to deal with yeah I mean so, I just think ego like well yeah I think it, then the answer's right there you know you just gotta like look at what ego actually even is to start with yeah I think it's it's actually quite easy to look through ego if you like really look yeah, at no, what 100%, it is yeah 100% but it's more so that it is it is an egotistical thing, but at the same time, it's also just loving doing that and just yeah. like it's just so much fun to scare yourself, yeah, and just to go Mac ten and just hit shit gone, even when it's all chopped out shit power, mm. and just hit big rollers and big cliffs and just go on Mac ten and just like it just feels so fucking good, man. It's yeah, like, well, I mean, I just miss that. Fe- I miss that feeling so much, and I don't like I've tried. I can still ski like that. But, but like, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's it just, not the same. I just, it's not the same because I don't have the same level of confidence that I... Because when I land, I'm like, fuck, and I get bucked off. And like, it's not like... It's not that I my technique was bad. It's not that my... And, and I potentially... Maybe I could like work through it with a trainer and wearing a knee brace and stuff like that. I've had conversations about Robbie with this, about how with, with him blowing his knees out and him... Because he didn't backflip for a while, I think. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. He didn't flip for a while, and just he's like had a, a lot of knee problems. Oh, he's had a lot of knee problems, and same with um another friend of our of mine, Jossie Wells. He had hype. Uh, he, what did he have? He had this weird knee condition where he basically couldn't land forward. So he for like multiple years just land fakey. He just lands fakey on skis. So he's doing fakey double turns, fakey into power sick. like all the time. And he's like his signature moves is zero spin, where you just take off backwards and land backwards. Um, but that was like his because of his patella and his knees, mm. you know. And now he's, I think, I don't know, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure he got some stem cell stuff and now he's fixed it. So to be able to fix that kind of stuff and rebuild your body mm. and bring yourself back to like when you were in superstar status at 25, that's pretty, pretty cool, man. Man, honestly, though, like, I, my personally, anyway, my body feels the best it ever has felt in my entire life. Amazing. I'm, I'm 33. Yeah. But there's been, I'd say, like, the last five years, I've, taken like a pretty serious stance on like keeping my body kind of like good yeah. and healthy and it's every like literally year on year on year i i see improvements but it's it takes a lot of fucking hard work like i don't really drink i don't yeah. i don't really party that much like weeds my kind of vice like weed yeah. and mushrooms um, mushrooms are pretty rad that's an interesting really rad. that's an interesting um thing that we should talk about is that uh psilocybin has now been legalized potentially oh i don't know if it in Oregon and Washington State. Yeah, yeah, State. No, it has, yeah. And a, a colleague of mine, he's just been um, he's just been recruited by the DEA to study the side effects of psilocybin on um, on people with um, PTSD. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's about to start it in the next like 
don't I haven't talked to him for about two weeks mm. but he was mentioning this about a month or two ago about doing studies with um, veterans with PTSD yeah and the effects of psilocybin on making their mental health go up yeah um, but that's a massive market that's going to be the next cannabis boom yeah it's going to be psilocybin yeah and a gentleman that I know um, Julian he owns um, Lifecycle oh yeah 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 and yeah. from Byron and yeah lovely fucking top-notch dude man really cool dude i've heard that um, from a lot of different people too super cool dude man legend yeah. like legend he he actually gave oh, me some fuck here we go young jamie in the in the hood uh canada makes consumption of psych oh fuck of course it's that J- justin trudeau kook um canada makes consumption of are you canadian yes yeah fuck it do you he's like from him? whistler do you like trudeau okay good i just fucking roasted him yeah he's a kook eh um canada makes consumption of psychedelic mushrooms legal for people with depression uh, psilocybin has dem- demonstrated modest and even promising results in clinical trials for the treatment of addiction, depression. Same with MDMA. Yeah, MDMA. It's MDMA was originally prescribed by um, psychiatrists for to make um, as an aphrodisiac for married couples to make their sex life better. That shit fucking works. Totally. Fuck, it makes you horny as fuck, dude. You dude, fuck a you, hole through the wall. You pretty much... <laughs> but you, the problem is you can't blow. So, I don't know about you as, Is that a problem, though? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> if you want to go to sleep, it is. Well, the problem is you've probably had a bunch of fucking coke as well. If you just no, have a little bit of No, I don't do cocaine Molly. that often sometimes. Really? It's funny because I never did cocaine up That's until... Sick. The last few years, I, do, I really? don't even enjoy it. That nah, I never did it. I always smoke weed. I never was into it. You know what? I feel like there's like weed people or there's coke people. Yeah, I've the last few years I've done it because. That, what are you? Weed. You're a weed person. Yeah. You're Canadian. You're a fucking weed person. Weed. <laughs> I'm definitely a weed person. Um, coke. Griff. <laughs> water. Um, Vitamin water. Cocaine's when you want to get fun in small doses. It it definitely makes women promiscuous. I do enjoy that side of it. Dude, it um, makes it makes women fucking junkies, is what it does, man. Like, I, the suck cra- dick for coke, man, bro. The crazy suck dick for weed. Fuck. I seen him suck dick for coke. <laughs> the crazy half baked when he nah, goes to rehab nah. for weed. When, nah, when Dave Chappelle's it. character, you never seen half baked. Nah. Oh my god, dude! You can't call yourself a stoner unless you've seen half baked. Hey, I, in, I don't know how much. In one of the scenes, he goes. In one of the in one of the scenes, he goes to rehab, and the the guy's like, "You you in you in rehab for weed." This man here sucked dick for coke. You ever sucked dick for weed, man? <laughs> it's like, but um, yeah, like I'm not. I don't really have an addictive personality. I can smoke bongs with the best of them, and then I won't smoke weed for fucking probably two weeks and really? not feel any kind of any kind of need. I, I do enjoy smoking weed. Yeah, I do like cocaine's fun occasionally. Yeah, what's your drug of choice apart from probably, weed then? Oh, fuck, that's a hard one. Probably mushrooms, but I don't yeah. do mushrooms very often. But I don't think a lot of people do mushrooms do, very do often. Shri- oh, well, I go picking. I've got like a we got a house up in the hills in northern New South Wales. So, you know, I recently, you know, I picked a couple of kilos Fuck. of gold tops. I've still got them. You know, I won't mention that, yeah. whatever. No one knows where I live. So, let's go. Um, I'm down. We'll do it one day. But if if you do mushrooms, um, you got to go out into the forest. Like, yeah. Recently, some homies of mine. We were at that Cali Beach Club and my mate gave everyone we everyone oh, did, everyone terrible, did acid dude. yeah and like i didn't do any because i the last time i did acid i took like 10 tabs at once long story but i ended up tripping for about 36 hours straight and was that's too fucking much. horrible yeah i, I lucky my, i've got a strong mental because i bought myself back and didn't become permafried but um mushrooms are really fun and if you take mushrooms 
the best way to take mushrooms, old hippie taught me, was in from Cali, was to you take mushroom tea. Yeah. And then you make fresh orange juice. I don't know if this is true or not. I'm not a scientist, but this is what I was told. And it's oh, worked I've for me. Heard, I've heard this. So you yeah. take the mushrooms. I think I told you this. Yeah. And you take the mushrooms and you put, you, you, you make uh, uh, like uh, you juice vitamin, uh, you juice uh, orange juice. Then you put vitamin C powder in the orange juice. Yeah. And so after you drink the, uh, the, the mushroom tea, you drink the orange juice with the vitamin C and the psilocybin connects with the, with the vitamin C powder and goes deeper into your pores. And that's how you get full on hallucinogenics yeah yeah and full-on visuals right yeah the most ultimate drug that you can ever do though is you do that and you when you start peaking and you just like you think you're about to die you take mdma yeah and it's called hippie flipping yeah and you go to fucking planet that's probably the highest i've ever been i've only ever done it maybe twice um i wouldn't recommend for people at home if you don't have a strong mental to do that but that was amazing yeah, and I wouldn't, right. but that that kind of stuff. They're like one off, two nah, off kind it's of like deals. You don't, so. you don't, you don't fuck with that all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't treat. It's the same with DMT. I've smoked DMT maybe twice. I've never broken through. I've seen the like Fibonacci pattern in the yeah in the kind of sky. I did it once with some shaman out of a chillum on the way back down from Mount Warning over the canopy. Yeah, looking right. back down at Mount War- back down at Byron and stuff, and I got the Fibonacci pattern and I saw like the. You know, blah blah blah, and the and, and it was pretty. It was awesome, but I, I've never, I've never broken through. Yeah, I would like Why to do it. I, I'm kind. I wouldn't scared. I wouldn't say I'm scared of it, scared. but I respect I'll, the I'll, shit. I respect it. I'll admit that I'm scared. I, I, I maybe a little bit scared, yeah, but I think it it's more so. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Maybe scared a little bit. I think it's more a respecting because I think that I think it's. I would do it, and I'd totally do it with you if we did it in the right place. But I think it's got to, for me personally, I'd have to be with the right people mm. and I'd have to be with someone that I knew and I trusted that has done it like a bunch of times. And then they got, they were like my spirit guide. I've got one of Come those. Come with me, Homer. <laughs> I've, I've got a spirit guide. The, She's amazing. Remember, and the, like, remember the Simpson do... episode where he, where he has the coyote that's his spirit yeah, guide, but he yeah, takes the fucking, yeah, yeah. the chili. Yeah. Um, I'd like to go to, you need that shit. That shit actually really helps. Like I whenever think so, you do, for sure. Yeah, if you've got someone you trust, like I got a person I trust, and like even when, if you told I me to it. trust her, and I and I saw her as like a, yeah. a a celebrated figure in that little spectrum of of whatever society that you want to call it, it's just a, a well <laughs> a well known a well known person. Yeah, totally. Well, she's so nut. She's fucking so nice. She's like full psychonaut spec, like just sexy little thing that just like will do six seven grams of mushrooms and just some, fucking go some somewhere are, and she's just so gucci in some it people are into it mm, yeah know. she fucking kills it she can do but i definitely i definitely want to expand my um kind of like prattler of what i'm into because partying and stuff is just redundant now i'm mm. over it yeah it's, it's it's still fun to have to go like to go to a cool event and stuff like that on you know like on new year's eve this year i'm gone on my mates like 170 foot super yacht in sydney harbour there'll be like 70 probably 60 chicks and probably 10 to 12 guys yeah that'll be epic yeah. playboy mansion i went twice that was epic but going and doing the same redundant shit week in week out is really boring and i probably just do it out of habitual habit yeah which is really I've I've narrowed it down now to where I'm only doing it maybe once a week. Yeah. But it's still too much because I'm just it it, it is purely out of boredom. Yeah. Um and and also um out of habit. Yeah. Because it's like it you just well, drown it's your just lifestyle, Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is the lifestyle. I still train and go surfing. I surf most days. I go to the gym most days and stuff. 
but like it's what else am I going to do you know mm. and so like I need to expand my I need to get a hobby again that, that stokes me out like skiing does Yeah. and because of COVID I haven't been able to ski so you know what do you get like surfing's fun I like fine surfing fun but it's not the, it's not the same yeah, for me. yeah it doesn't catch me in the same way like motorbikes are fun you know my, my two brothers were like sponsored semi-pro riders you know we used to own fusion i grew up with all the crusty all that bullshit yeah yeah and it's fun i still like it i can you know i can I forgot that your parents own fusion yeah we yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. used to own fusion and we Do did they still the, have any hookups in the fucking stereo market? Oh, i can probably hook that up i just a couple <sighs> I of know phone calls. no one a eh? like i literally know no one in that car industry. audio fell off the fucking map crazy though. eh? Oh, when we, we where we, the fuck do i get a stereo we opened we started fusion like audio autobahn got, ain't going there nah we went to we got fusion in 2004 2003 no no it was all that was 2002 2002 i think it was and then we sponsored the crusty tour for three three or four years yeah that when i remember i was on the tour with them when the first metal militia guys first came and when they had the coffin cheaters yeah as their as their bodyguards yeah and Brian Deegan was doing the flip off the 45 foot ramp. Yeah. And Ronnie Feist, who's now a Christian missionary, which is so hilarious. Dude, I remember. So, so I was. So funny, man. Dude, I was banging this fucking monster chick and she was like full fucking Christian church girl, dirtiest little thing in the world. And. Uh, oh, good girl. And, What's the number? No, yeah, <laughs> I, I ain't even saying her fucking name. But uh, so I'm like doing everything to try and fucking bang this chick and so i started going to church <laughs> with this chick and uh she took me to this She's giving away secrets ladies and gentlemen ah fuck it's yeah that's do whatever good. it takes yeah so i was literally like literally <laughs> dude that's like i was fucking all in i was like yep this chick is a 55 out of 10 and i will fucking Pussy, praise god it tastes better bro oh, i was fucking 22 it's or what whatever they given, it was what they gave people when they want the gladiators when they the spoils of war taste better than the spoils of fucking failure. Man, that's so true. But anyway, so I fucking, I, I start going to the, the church with this chick. And the first fucking time I went to this church, I saw Ronnie Fiest. And I fucking really? lost it, dude. Like, I was that's pissing crazy. myself laughing at And he fucking fully knew. Like, I met him. Uh, I'd never met him at that point. I ended up meeting him down the track. He was always, like, a little bit weird about it, I think. But I, I just laughed in his face. I was fucking... I could not believe, like, yeah. A, that I was at church. And yeah. then I remember walking in too and I was like, fuck, this place is out of control. Like, first thing I said, and then I had 50 well, people look at me. I, but, grew up, uh, I grew up... I went to Christian schools. I went to, I went to a... I was a part of a church when I was a kid. It was called Christian City. It was kind of like Hillsong before Hillsong was, right? Dude, I and, had no idea how gnarly Hillsong was. And and it, oh, that dude's a mat of anyways. That's an, I'm not going to get into that subject, but yeah, that's a. I've heard a lot of rumors, and I know a lot of people. Anyway, that's a different subject. But back in the day when I was a kid, I used to go to this school called Rudolph uh, Oxford Falls Grammar School, and it was associated with Christian City Church, which ended up being across the road. And my principal was banging one of my friends' moms, and then. She tr he tried to fucking harass my mom and then the pastor of the church had lived in like a $5 million house and he was like, it was just like, that whole world is like, it's pretty, it's pretty oh, interesting. It's super twisted. Super, have you ever seen that, um, what's his name? Um, the guy from fucking Eastbound and Down, um, 
oh, plays Kenny Powers. What's yeah, his name? Yeah, um, yeah. Danny McBride. Yeah, Any, yeah. Have you seen that that show about the evangelical? Nah. Oh, it's Dude, I haven't owned a TV in three years. I, I'm like out. I'm, I so haven't going back anything. to what we were talking about before about reading all the time. Yeah. When I was 11 years old, my parents used to have three pretty famous Mexican restaurants, and yeah. my mom started getting into the fact that microwaves were bad, right? So they got rid of all the microwaves in my house, which is completely wrong. Then they the got rid of. Do you still believe that? No, I don't. I don't know. No, we've got microwaves now. Yeah, do you know how microwaves work? Because I thought the same thing, and I like want to. Do you know the science of it? No, no, I don't. That literally just vibrates the water molecules within the food. So that's why like broccoli gets hot as fuck when something like else. So it doesn't. It doesn't. There's like literally fucking nothing wrong with microwaves. If any, I because I was one of those people. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's how microwaves work. And if you want to test this theory, put something that has like a super low water content in with like broccoli that's basically all water, and the broccoli will be hot as absolute fuck. And the other thing won't be because it's just vibrating water molecules, creates friction, heats it up. So that kind of started, and then my parents, when I was like probably almost twelve, they got rid of all of our TVs. So I didn't have TV between the age of probably 11 until I was probably 16. Um, and so that's why I just started, I got obsessed with reading. And then after that, that probably lasted till I was probably like 22. Mm. And then after and then that. pussy and drugs. Always pussy. Drugs didn't really, drugs weren't really a, a, a big thing in probably till the last five or six years. Always smoking yeah. weed. I, I fucked with MDMA a little bit. Um... I did coke once at fucking a big mansion party in Hollywood and I was sitting there high as fuck on blow with my mate and he was like a, one of the most like one of the biggest pro skaters in the world he's still like my older brother I'm not going to say his name but he's a fucking legend and um, I look behind, I remember being high as fucking coke in this big mansion party and I turned behind me and there's Paris Hilton and Nikki Hilton jumping on the, having a pillow fight on the on the on the bed behind me, and that was one of the only times I did it. And then probably about f- maybe five years ago, I started doing it. I wouldn't occasionally. Yeah. And and since then, it's it's an occasional thing. Yeah. I, there was a phase this year where I was buying probably a bag every weekend. Yeah. Just like one the bag. rest of the Gold Coast. Yeah, totally. Like the rest of the Gold Coast. That's pretty slim diet, really. One bag a weekend. Yeah, well, I just it's just, uh, but you've but always got chicks around for you. that. Yeah, you've yeah, always totally. got a lot of chicks around you. Yeah, so that's that's why. Yeah, but that, that was really sense. the only reason. Yeah, that makes sense. I just love pussy. Yeah. It just is what it is, right? How so do you go? So you've got a lovely lady with you here now, assuming she's not a long time girlfriend. Not yet. Um, and you've always I don't know if I'm fucking blowing him out. I don't no, know no, the status right. of the relationship. You can fi- have, blow me out as much as you want. That's fine. But yeah, you're just one of those dudes like that's just always got fucking chicks around you, and I just like it seems like a lot of work, dude. Uh, it is a lot of work, but I'm pr- I've gotten more picky over the terminology, I over the time. Um, I guess it, how did it all start? We started a men's magazine in two thousand and nine called Apollo. It was the biggest independent men's magazine in Australia, and we ended up going to the Playboy Mansion because one of my ex girlfriends was a famous porn star, and she was the two thousand and eleven Penthouse Pet of the Year. Yeah. And she, I met her in Canada at the Canby Hostel in downtown Vancouver, and she was the bartender. Yeah. And she had a full sleeve on, and she was obsessed with Australians. Anyways, I picked her up at the Canby while I was staying upstairs, and I hooked up with her. And then, anyways, fast forward a year later, we ended up going to the Playboy Mansion. And then um, he wrote, my friend who I was working with, I'm not going to mention his name because he's uh, it's bad for his Obvious business. Obviously. He ended up writing an article about us going to the Playboy Mansion for Ralph magazine. 
shout out to Santi, the editor of Ralph. I now work a lot with Maxim magazine. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. you've seen that, that that big pop Playboy article and the Kings of Cannabis Australia, all that shit. Yeah. Um, and so my friend Michael, who uh, he owns Maxim, and Santi, who is now the editor of Maxim, used to be the editor of Ralph. Yeah. And so they did this big four-page article about us going to the to the Playboy Mansion, and we had a you know we were hanging out with Minnie Me and Paris Hilton and all this Rest bullshit. Rest in peace. Vern Taylor. Oh fuck! I'll tell you a funny story about that after this. Anyway, so we ended up. Um, we ended up. Uh, they they offered him a, a like a column in the like asked the doctor because he's a doctor. They asked the doctor about you know each, each month about this, and then I said to him, "I'm like fuck it. Why don't we start our own men's magazine?" Yeah. And then we ended up starting this magazine called Apollo, which we did for about two and a half years, and then basically slowly but surely, just always doing photo shoots and just hanging out with chicks, and then that kind of become became part of my. I met Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Um, and I. We went, we had, uh, I had a flashing badge that said a dingo stole my baby. Yeah. And we, we went to the first one we went, we wore a Venetian masquerade ball. Yeah. So we made these, um, these kind of, these masks of, with Hugh Hefner on sticks. I'll send yeah. you the photo to put in the, in the yeah. thing. And, and then with the flashing badge. And that kind of started, when I met Hugh Hefner, I was like, fuck, this guy's, he looked really bored. And he was, he had Kendall and Holly and this was like the height yeah, of that kind of stuff, yeah. like around 2009. And he ended up, he's like, looks so bored and he's looking around and he sees us because we had a VIP booth there and then they had a VIP, he had a VIP booth with a, like a, like a big ring around it that he's, you know, everyone's taking photos and kind of like, you know, cool, you know, trying to get in with mm. him. And he looks around, he's looking around, he looks so bored and he sees us and he just starts hysterically laughing and he got the Playboy photographer to come and take a photo of us and we ended up in the Playboy social pages. And that kind of like, I, I, I afterwards he came and talked to me and I was like, wow, this guy's fucking cool. And I just, I just thought that, you know, as someone to aspire to, I just thought this dude was like this interesting cat. And then I started doing more research about him and how he used to get all, you know, a lot of people of color to play at the Playboy Club in the 60s in Chicago. Yeah, he's a pretty progressive he's, dude, eh? He's like just across the board, like yeah, not just Yeah, and he's with just chicks. like, he contributed a lot of money to the feminist movement and stuff like this. This was just interesting to my, to my kind of, you know, intellectual intelligence, level, intellectual yeah. level. Yeah. And then, you know, the women were probably the biggest thing and i was like oh fuck i'm gonna become like him yeah and then we started that magazine and I, still till now i probably do play up that role a lot yeah um it's become a little bit redundant in today's day and age i don't think it's prevalent as before yeah it'll be interesting to see whether i go down that route or end up having 10 kids yeah. i'm very conflicted because i might end up becoming a porn star because that's something i'd potentially have you got a big contemplated cop? yeah i got a massive dick let's not does he have a big that. dick he's just I want to know for sure. I don't want. He, I don't want to take his fucking word for it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's well, so easy to say. I didn't you got call a big myself cop. Willie Biggs for the. For, I didn't give myself that nickname. Oh, well, good for you if you got a big. Cop. Anyway. That's cool. <laughs> anyway, so but it's interesting to see um, how the world has changed over the last kind of ten years because now Victoria's Secret is not really a thing either. There's not really something of that kind of magnitude that exists. Obviously, Instagram models and influencer culture and you know i've made a couple of tv shows about this and yada 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 um but even influencers now they people don't really give a fuck anymore mm. do you know like it's kind of funny how the world's kind of gone that that interesting way mm. so hanging out with girls is definitely can be redundant i definitely um i'll send you a video you can post that my trip to russia i definitely i think um I definitely think European women and Russian women are more fun. Mm. Um, one of my friends lives in Budapest. He runs Miss Hungary. Yeah. And his friends, I'm actually potentially contemplating making a documentary about a bunch of friends of his that are the biggest 
porn dons in Eastern Europe. Yeah. I'm potentially... That's a fucking dope place to be a porn don. So... Man, the craziest... Uh, like, I, I'm actually... I'm like a fan of porn. Yeah. In, in terms of like the... Um, the history of it? Or... Yeah, like as a content creator too. Yeah. Because... So, it's funny. Like, so the... the one of the last shows we did was just with like a friend of mine. He's like a filmer. And so we're talking about content. We started talking about like Pornhub and OnlyFans. And I was talking about so like different girls that, that I just making. have subscribed to and shit like that. And uh, like, por- like I'm not really that into porn in terms of like the jerking off sense of like watching porn. Yeah. But in terms of like, I'm more interested in porn content sometimes than like YouTube content. You know, you said you're like watching yeah. half. I'm like more interested in seeing who's doing what in porn because fuck that is like so far ahead of the game like porn to me has always been like the filter down effect like what we see in like mainstream culture if you look into mainstream culture who decided between beta and vhs was porn yeah who decided between mini disc and dvd porn the porn industry then like online subscription model like paid content middlemen before no middlemen's the movie about the guys that invented basically credit card subscriptions on the internet you should watch it it's fucking can you incredible. please griff can you please type that into it's called it's it's got luke uh luke wilson owen wilson's brother from old school yes yes fucking amazing and what's alicia, it called middleman middleman yeah and alicia kubert plays the main is it a star. movie or yeah, is a, it a, yeah, oh, yeah. okay fuck i yeah, don't really yeah. watch movies these days Do you oh, have a movie? no no it's a t- it's a it's a, it's a middleman it's like middlemen it's like, oh it's so sick dude you should watch just even just the intro it's just like so sick dude yeah, but porn is a fucking extremely interesting, uh, yeah. like, just as a content creator. Like, I think that anyone that creates content, like, right now, that's, like, not in porn, could look to porn for, like, ideas and, like, ways to, at which content is being made, if that makes sense. And I think that, you know, like, the, like, porn vlogging, fucking amateur couples that, uh, yeah, you're fucking smiling. Who are you watching? Leo Lulu? Yeah. But that's my shit. I fucking pay for them on OnlyFans. I give them my money well, every cr- single it's month. Cr- but the craziest thing is what OnlyFans has She's done. She's so fucking hot, dude. Who is it she? Is, who, have you never girl? seen no, Leo? All right. Griff, Pornhub.com. Here we I love, go. I love porn. Leo I Lulu. I definitely jerk off. Have you never seen... No, I don't bro, get, I this, just like. This I just bitch like, should I go be on fucking porn. famous. I go on porn. I look up what I like. Yeah, there we go. Bang. I like POV big titties. I'm this, down with that. This shit should... Oh, don't well. put this on the screen, by the way, Griff. This is like just for us, yeah. Lilu Lu. I love it. That's They're sick. like a French couple. I've been watching oh. their fucking content. Do you get for... to see a face or is she... Nah, never. Nah, so, so neither so of them. So she's anonymous. Yeah. That's this shit is genius. fucking... Dude, it's crazy. How many subscribers? What the fuck? Bro. 852 million views. Dude, wow. how the fuck have That's you never crazy. seen these two? Because I don't look at porn like... But I mean, I'm going to get more into this. This is really interesting. But it's what what OnlyFans has done is it's 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 and this is the 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 amazing thing of the internet is that it's broken down the middlemen yes. that control yes the the and way they the were world. men they were men yeah hundred percent women th- this is what I find the most interesting in, in the porn world is that it was so dominated by men and women were like if you want to talk about like feminism and like males like oppressing women like the porn industry like the early porn industry was fucked in that sense dude women have all the fucking power I, I in actually the world used to, now i actually started a porn company with a friend of mine um it was called jasmine honeys yeah and we couldn't this is probably like 10 years ago when i was like 
22 or 23. And we were going to shoot it all in 6K with the red Epic. Yeah. And it was going to be porn for couples. Yeah. So like, you know, if you're into, you're in, you're in with your new girlfriend or wife. Yeah. And the whole concept was going to be really hot girls. Yeah. Like and XR type shit. XR, exactly. XR yeah. was actually an example. And like, yeah. we were going to do, on that we were gonna do, we were gonna do seasons. We yeah. were going to do autumn and then we're going to do, yeah. we were going to do, um, uh, we were going to do uh, spring and summer. And I actually directed a couple of like short porn videos. And I remember doing, do you remember Kiki Vetus? Nah. Kiki Vetus was like, the, she's a good homie of mine. She, not anymore, but like, well, I haven't seen her for a while. But she was like AVN rookie of the year. Yeah. And right. she had her own show on the Playboy channel. Yeah. And she's, I did a podcast with her and she's fucking she's a gangster chick yeah. she ended up using her porn money to become a nurse and then she ended up becoming a pilot and like I interviewed her and she talked about doing scenes where she did so, like solo stuff next to her mum, and like like full on crazy yeah, shit and she's the me. coolest chick I ended up taking her out afterwards and like we never hooked up or anything we're just homies but I went to a museum with her and like I remember hanging out with her at the powerhouse and just like thinking like this is like one of the most amazing women I've ever met but I felt bad for her because she was so disenchanted yeah, she was so like. Well, nah. she was just so controlled in that in that industry back then. I'm sure. Oh, I think it was more not to, just just like so. Nothing shocked her. Yeah. So we're on a yeah. we're on the podcast with all these other people on a on a on a panel, and like nothing shocked her. Like it was like, I know it was it was quite mind mind blowing to me. Yeah. And so this OnlyFans stuff is empowered people like this. Yeah. That want to get fucked on camera. Obviously, we probably have mutual friends that have a lot of. Um, OnlyFans stuff and some of yeah. these people you know like um, you know money. and they're making retarded money they're on some and then now they're getting fucked on camera yeah. and good on them that's dude you can make retarded money just being a chick and just showing your titties yeah. like if you've got like a cool following and like people that like want to support you because so for me like I've been watching these guys for like I don't know if it says like when their when did their channel start yeah 2017 like I've easily I would have been watching them in 2017 and like they just fucking kill it. They they put in like a lot of effort into their content. They're anonymous. They're like a young couple that's like in love. They're fucking like dope threesomes and shit. But it's like I just what a legend though. Dude, what fuck, a pimp. Yeah, he fucks too. He's hot. He and fucking uh, fucks too. You like it? Yeah, like cur- yeah, you curate. Yeah, like he, you got to curate their performance. Yeah, like bro. he fucks. Yeah, and you see, you look through the comments of some of the uh, some of the Pornhub the Pornhub comments. It's like, yeah, she's hot, but she didn't get fucked properly. Yeah, yeah. No, you got to be a pimp, man. You got to you got to lay down the dude, fucking dick, dude. It ain't and, it ain't easy too. Like oh, I mean, dude. you film porn scenes. Like I film. Yeah, porn oh, scenes. I remember fucking, I filmed a porn scene with Kiki. And this other chick and the other girl that came, she was a little bit, she came and she was packed on a little bit, but they filmed this scene where they had a double-ended, they had a double-ended glass dildo that was like crystal glass, almost like a bong, right? <laughs> and she got up on, and what we did was we hired this place on the, on the fucking promenade at fucking Broadbeach on one of the canals, a big mansion, and they got caught the day before um, filming porn and it's illegal to film porn in Australia yeah, yeah. unless you're a couple. Well, isn't it? In, yeah, in, 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 unless it's Canberra. It's yeah, a state yeah, rule, right? Yeah. So they got kicked out and then I remember we, we we ended up going to this this guy's house who was a juggalo rapper who was friends with him. Friends with her. Yeah, remember the... Ca- yeah, yeah. ICP I, I I and stuff like that. Um, anyways, uh, anyway, so we go, to a, we go to the house and we pull up and I get out of the car and Kiki comes out. She's like, Will, she comes and gives me a cuddle. And she had she had no bottoms on, right? You know, like the bottomless party in um in uh, Harold and Kumar. Yeah, yeah. She's just she's got this little landing strip, and I'm like, oh my god, 
I had to look down to check if I was in reality or not. They were shooting, they were shooting photos for um, magnets for the for like fridge magnets for some stripper company or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, I filmed this this porn with her and they they're getting on the double so end like of you each were other. Fucking her? I was directing it. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. It was just girl. There was girl and Have girl. You filmed that, any stuff where like you fucked? Yeah. I've filmed I've filmed personal stuff where yeah, I've done yeah, that. Yeah. And I've contemplated going down this road. Yeah. But I've got a few other projects that I'm doing and I didn't necessarily... Yeah, like if you're going like legal with... I mean, I don't know. I feel like you could fucking do anything I think, these days. Well, that's the, that's the thing that I'm contemplating. I don't know. I've, it's like it's a, it's, a, it's also a morality thing for my mum because like uh, me directing porn is one thing, but I don't want to... I already do all this crazy shit that I... She probably is off so much of the shit you do anyway. No, nah, my mum doesn't really give a fuck, but she's like, she's pretty cool. She's got fucking three kids, and my dad's a fucking wild motherfucker too, but not not in the, in a bad way. I've been I've been to three strip clubs, and I, I took my dad to Spearmint Rhino for the <laughs> ski show years ago. It was a dragon party, and he fell asleep. I've seen him fall asleep at the fucking Hollywood Showgirls. I've seen him fall. Anyways, that that's another subject. But what this is what this has done is, so I, I'm filming this porn, and they're fucking on the double ended dildo. And I fucking got the biggest heart on of almost my life. And I had to do the, the, I had to go into the bathroom and I'm like, I looked in my, and I'm, this is the one only time I've ever had this happen in my, maybe one, maybe a couple other times, but I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, what the fuck? My life's crazy. And I had to do the, you know how you do the, the pant, the, the belly button, the belly tuck, button yeah, tuck yeah, underneath yeah, the belt. And yeah. I came back out and I'm like, yep, let's, let's go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this is, I think this is amazing how it's empowered people oh, to have their, because people are into sex, man. And people, and also the other thing is that, you know, people like Vitali and yeah, Jackson, yeah, yeah. Jackson yeah. O'Doherty. And, and our, a fucking and our homie, uh, Troy Candy. You guys have interviewed him before. He's a, yeah. like a, a mate of mine. He's not a good mate of mine, but my friend Flynn, he films all his content. Yeah. Now he started on OnlyFans this week. Troy Fuck, did? Yeah, yeah. He just really? Launched it. Yeah, so he's going to launch like, I think he's just going to do like more of the videos that he couldn't expose. That's yeah. fucking fantastic, man. Yeah. That's a great platform where yeah. people can now make money. Mm-hmm. Now, Vitali... And, st- and and Jackson and all those guys, I think they're kind of rehashing what Jackass did 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And, but good on him. Kudos. I'm not a hater. That's that's rad. But like, it's it. What it no, does. Jackson is, went hard. Fucking his chick. I don't. I've never seen any of that stuff. I knew that. I knew. Yeah, I knew yeah. That, like he went, dude. They made a fuck ton of money. Yeah. Like a fuck ton of money. That's awesome. And he was like. F- bashing that chicks but like they were fucking really getting into it too. I like, never it was, saw any of those it was like videos. legitimate I've met him scene. a couple of times but I don't know who really, I know him in passing so yeah yeah um, they, nah, they seem like, like cool dudes like though shit. no no that's all but that's, and that's awesome and I, I like I would definitely I've definitely contemplated it very much mm. um, but I don't know if I want to get labelled that dude mm. and I don't know if you get labelled that dude anymore though yeah, but Adam you know twenty I mean? Adam twenty two is my yeah guy. yeah Adam twenty two is an interesting cat and I do listen to a lot of no jumper stuff yeah but he's still that porn guy like he's still that yeah but like and in hip hop it's it, but hey wait I'll stop you there maybe you maybe I'm get, wrong do you want to get money or do you give a fuck about what people think like I don't I guess give a just, fuck I don't give a fuck about what people think I yeah, care about then, my what I think yeah but and I care said, about what I. Yeah, but if you care my about legacy what you of what I want to leave on yeah but no no it's not about label it's about the legacy that I'll leave when I when I'm when I'm gone and it's and and I aspire to be like people like Walt Disney and Howard Hughes and this kind of stuff is like it's like teenage shit yeah and so who I evolve into in the next 10 years could be greatly affected by taking the short course of action and just trying to get short-term money and short-term fulfillment out of being what everyone else is doing so I I kind of as arrogant as it sounds I think that I have the potential for greater things. Yeah. And I think that if I aspire to be on the level of someone like 
a Walt Disney or a Hugh Hefner or someone like that, I don't know if they would have done that. No, so definitely would not so have that's done that. the conceptual that's the conflict of interest that, that's the the conflict in my brain that I have. It's nothing to do with what people think. I don't give a fuck what people and anyone that knows me really can attest to that. I really don't care what people say about me because you know there's probably a million people that don't like me, but they don't really know me. But the thing is that I aspire to grander grander things that I yeah. will evolve into. At this point in my life I'm even conflicted by being who I am now because I'm mm. trying to I'm obsessed with other things. I'm obsessed with archaeology. I'm obsessed with cannabis. I'm obsessed with, you know, I'm, I've got a, a, a company in the works right now called Byron Bay Ecotech, which is going to, we're going to build uh, 3D printed hemp plastics covered in uh, like potentially doing a JV with this company called Titomic. Yeah. They own this, they own this 3D adhesive sprays. And basically you'll be able to build skyscrapers out of hemp. And shit like stuff like that. Like this is just, it was just in the, this is just talking out my yeah, ass well, you now. Don't, you don't have time but, for porn. But, but I don't know if that's, like I love porn. I love this. This is great, but it's like, it's fluff. Mm. And like, we're smart cats. Do you want to be fluff or do you want to be the the game changer? Mm. So it's like, it's, it's like this part of my brain, the devil on my shoulder. And then the, the still devil on my shoulder going, you can do better than that, mm. you know? And like, I'm only just starting to get into this game. I've only really cared about entrepreneurial activities for maybe four to five years. Because before that, it was all about just going skiing and, shit, yeah. and ch- not even just athletes, just fucking being a rock star and just traveling and just chasing fucking short-term gain, mm. you know, short-term adulation, you know, uh, jumping off cliffs and partying and, you know, porn stars and all that bullshit. And it's fun, but it's like, what is the legacy that you're going to leave when you're dead? Mm. And, you know, how do you, how do you become Alexander the Great? You know, and that sounds fucking arrogant as sh- but if you don't think like that, then you're never going to be like that. Yeah, yeah. So if you actually like conceptualize how people like Walt Disney or Elon Musk or you know Howard Hughes or you know even someone like maybe Steve Jobs, that's a little bit. I don't really aspire to be like him. I don't really. Even Richard Richard Branson was someone that I was obsessed with as a child, and my I grew up in a place called Verbier in Switzerland where he now has you know one of his resorts, and my father's best friend. He used to be his head financial advisor. So I've met him a couple of times. I've had dinner with him and shit like that. And he's in, he, I was obsessed with him when I was a kid. I was, thought he was an interesting cat. Do you think that he'd do that? Because it's no. fluff, you know? Like it's yeah. it's short-term cash and it, it's not really contributing to the progression of human society. Yeah. And it is fun, don't get me wrong, but Hugh Hefner never did that. He, he kept it he kept yeah, it slick. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I've, I've, I've conceptualized whether it would be better to be Larry Flynn, you know Larry Flynn. You have you ever seen the People vs. Larry Flynn? And he started Hustler, no. and he got shot um, in a at a law court because they were trying to charge him for for fucking um, what's the what's the um, promiscuous content or yeah, yeah. whatever back in the day because he he had full badge out and all that kind of stuff. But he you know he had he was the dirty guy of porn, and then Hugh Hefner was like the clean cut like yeah. I'm fucking supermodels and you know like kind of stuff. So it's like it's a conflict of more so. I wouldn't say morality, but more so the ideology of potentially being able to aspire to greater things yeah. as we get older. Because so, so yeah. how does a how does a your like setup with like just having the chicks around all the time and like what's the setup like and running that kind of program? Because it's ever since I've known you, it's just like there's always just like a lot of girls around. Um, because that seems just like hard to manage for me. 
Uh, depends on the week. Lately, I haven't been doing it very much. Yeah, it doesn't seem like nah. as much lately, but nah, it was. It has been. It's definitely still around. Um, a lot. I'm always around girls, but a lot of it's around work and stuff like that because I do a creative direction. Like tomorrow, we're going to do a bunch of stuff with Fireball. That's why we just rocked up with the Fireball bus. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I'm growing a little bit. Maybe yeah. getting a bit older. You know, I'm over thirty now. You don't want to be Fonzie at fifty. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But who knows? Maybe I'll, I'll go back down that path because I'm I'm definitely conflicted. Fluff yeah. is fun. Do you know what I mean? So what's the... For someone that's never like just had that many girls around at the same time and like are you sleeping with the girls at sometimes, the same time? Is there like sometimes a lot of threesomes depends. and shit going sometimes down? Sometimes it just depends on the situation. I don't really like... I just go with the flow and just let... I just mm. have, try to have fun and let girls have a good time too, you know? Like I had aspirations of being like a Dan Bilzerian type but like... He just looks fucking bored and he's just kind of cheesy. Mm. And some of the shit I do is cheesy too. And I've kind of conflicted it about whether that's like who I, cause it's not, it's not, who, it is part of who I am, but it's not necessarily who all of who I am, you know? Mm. And it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I still love doing that shit. I still do that shit all the time, but it's like, we got to evolve. Mm. Who the fuck's Dan Bilzerian going to be in 30 fucking years? Mm. Cause he never did anything. At least Hugh Hefner wrote, wrote, he had he wrote or inspiring articles and he had amazing content and he had photo well, photography he built a legitimate brand he, and he built a legitimate empire and he and he, one and of he, the world's most recognizable yeah brands. and he contributed to the evolving the evolvement of human humanity and and culture and he contributed to you know the progression for certain oppressed people in the world so in today's day and age stuff like this it's fun fluff is awesome but it's all self-serving egotistical bullshit mm. so i think that if i ever get to the balance there's like that japanese thing called called ik- ikikagi mm. where it's like the three the three different layers what i do what i get paid for and what i aspire to be and if mm. you can get all four of those layers I, i'm obviously quoting this badly then you achieve like total enlightenment in the japanese culture mm. like that would what would be what i aspire to as i get older mm. i want to contribute to something i want to have some kind of legacy where i'm actually helping the world and helping the universe because self-fulfillment is fun and i'm still it's still 20 10 to 20 percent of my who i am as a person but what the fuck is that going to do for me when I'm 70? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that'll happen like that. We're fucking going to be that old. You know, that happened to our parents, you know? Mm. And my parents grew up around, you know, my aunt, my mom's cousin's the drummer for ACDC. My mom, my dad used to be good friends with fucking Michael Hutchins. He died jacking off on a fucking toilet seat with a fucking, a bag around his head. Bon Scott died in a, in, not, that's not my mom's cousin, but the, the, he died with a, basically, on his own vomit like mm. it's not really a good way to go out and it's still fun but it, that should be the icing on the cake you got to have a little bit of mm. you got to have a little bit of oomph in there and you got to have a little bit of mixture because if it's not if too much of anything like when i met half a couple of times he looked bored mm. so you got to like that's icing and icing's fun but it's also good to eat the cream and eat the whole cake so i'm trying to evolve to a point where i can have all of it and still eat my cake and eat it too mm. so Yes, I, I, that is part of my life and who I am. But at the same time, I don't want it to be all of who I am. Mm. So fluff stuff like this, I've contemplated going down it greatly. And I think it's rad. I think it's awesome. And I, can, I give mad kudos to people that do that. But most people that do that, that's all that they do. Yeah, they don't have like an... And, yeah, well, it's like, yeah. you know, that's why we do all this cannabis movement with this who are we hurting stuff and building, you know, like it is part of what we do. We smoke bongs and we love weed. 
but at the same time we also want to help people to be able to you know for their opiate problems or their you know there's a greater cause to it and there is a fulfillment that comes from it Mm. that you can't achieve through fluff bullshit and that's fun don't get me wrong i love that shit that is a lot of what i put out into the universe through my stupid instagram stuff but like that's not necessarily real Mm. that's just fucking the facade that you your ego projects of what you the world you want to perceive you to be Mm. and then other girls are like that but like the chick that you're going to meet through doing that she don't give a fuck about you she just wants a bag of coke and to get more you know get a job out of your what not all the time some girls just want to have fun like it is what it is but it should just be like you got to have fluff and you got to have fucking does that make sense yeah yeah no definitely yeah i mean it's uh like to me it just seems like a fucking time suck yeah as well with like just having i mean i guess if it's like a part of the brand and the business and the stuff but like fuck keeping one chick happy is hard enough it feels like because i mean i've thought about that shit of like you know just monogamy polygamy like the different kind yeah. of routes that that you can go down and i mean threesomes are fucking rad Amazing. you know like you definitely but you can find a bisexual chick that's into it but if you do have a threesome you have to make it about her fantasy because mm. if she's a hot girl and she's really into you and then um she'll get jealous so mm. if you make it about her fantasy you're not just fucking two chicks it's you're experiencing that through her then you'll have a it's better for the relationship going forward yeah does that make sense oh no i've had yeah i've had that experience yeah. like I've, I've had one of the things that it's crazy about threesomes is the like you think for most chicks you'd think that it would be like a um some chicks just love pussy more than dick though yeah that's true too and good on them like fuck i'm so down with that i love women man i love women my nickname since I was 12 years old, the horny Dutch kid, because I'm half Dutch, man. I'm fucking the horniest person on earth. Fuck something about I love, I love fucking women. But also, you know, like, you gotta... It's it's also awesome to have a cool chick that got you back, you know, and to have well, both. I wish, I wish most chicks would, would... Like, there's definitely some chicks that get it, but, man, 99% of dudes, like, if your girlfriend was like, yep, I'll, I'm down to have a threesome, like, let's fucking do it you would end up liking that chick more after you've had a threesome and like most chicks think it's the other way around where they'd get like super jealous in the moment but man like it's and it's definitely like that's been the case for me it's becoming it's, like, it's becoming less less of a like a, a big thing to do i think mm. because of instagram and stuff like that but like going back to like like the girl in question before that we were talking about like when people become so desensitized it's not as fun yeah yeah you know what i mean like it's like there's there's i think that world the world is a smorgasbord and it's you want to experience as many things before you yeah but see there's a fucking problem there though right because there's the that becomes a problem of infinity 100 percent. so you're just chasing infinity totally so like that's there's a paradox there it's always a paradox though don't you think yeah but i mean if there's a like a a very uh like a well that to me like intellectually it just it's well that's concept, a very easy one the to concept overcome. of morality is a human invented thing yeah 100%. there's no morality in in the universe no do you know what i mean like but when, the, it, when, no, the, when the when the zebra gets eaten by the lion is there any morality in that that's just law of the jungle well there's no i would say that there's chaos and order though <laughs> yeah I and would agree. so that i'd say that is a physical thing that exists in the universe or that's like a it seems like a fundamental property of the universe. Like the fact that we can even uh, conceptualize 
order and chaos means that there's some property within the universe that has created enough complexity in our mind to create that model so i feel like there is where are we evolving to next though what's going to happen with this metaverse stuff like now everybody's like like so many people are hidden behind their phones and can't even make a phone call and Mm. like we're our generation we're like pretty lucky because we grew up in both we had to learn how to handwrite yeah we we got it like right at the sweet spot yeah right at the sweet spot and we get to experience kind of we get to kind of dip our toes in both ends of the spectrum and when we're older like a lot of these young kids like they'll just they'll have no conception of reality yeah and i I don't know where it's going to go and i don't think i don't necessarily i'm not necessarily techno shy or techno pro you know but it's interesting to conceptualize where it'll go. Yeah. And I, I think that I'm not on the level of intelligence of someone like Elon Musk, you know, and we, 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 but we, we look at someone like that and we like hold them at such high grandiosity and like that they know better than everybody else. But I really reckon, I reckon, and if you listen to that podcast that Joe Rogan did and he says, you don't want to be me yeah. because I'm functioning on such a high level that I can't, I can't sleep. I can't, my debt, my brain, it just doesn't sh- shut off. Yeah. So like, that guy wouldn't have a lot of peace, you know? No. And and he's a, like you were talking about um forever filling the the void, right? Like that'd be a hard Yeah. That'd so be that's, a hard that's thing the, to live, man. That's the problem with just constantly chasing pleasure. 100%. Because it just becomes like a problem of infinity. Like you exactly. just you, you will by definition never even like if you have fucking a threesome every time you have sex between like now and the time that you die it would be nah actually nah it'd get it'd get a fucking redundant yeah well that's why like i said when i saw heffy look bored yeah because you you by definition like even though it feels like progress in your life like you actually are no closer to anywhere like it's just i've always conceptualized i still remember me the first time i met him the next day i had this like full-on kind of like you know hung in a hangover stupor at the hotel I was staying in, I was like, I remember looking at the roof and thinking, like, I heard this story once. My parents bought these, uh, this place. They were going to open a backpackers at Kira next opposite, um, opposite uh, where Seven Eleven is there, right? They owned that building and they sold it off. And uh, the guy that used to own the antique shop there told me this story about this guy that was in the Navy. He looked, he had Navy tats and stuff, and he's walking down the street, and the guy used to sit out the front of the antique shop and just kind of chill right on the beach at Kira there and he said he's walking down the street this this old lady and this man like hand in hand and these two kids came up and were talking shit to the wife and the guy drops the hand and just knocked the two kids out <sighs> and grabbed the, the hand and kept walking and I always conceptualized I was like fuck that's amazing love right you know that people in history built monoglyphic statues and these kind of like like the, the like uh, the Taj Mahal and you know whatever other things that you know maybe mark whatever 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 it's just a conceptualization of the mind right yeah of being that in love that where where people die after their beloved dies they die two weeks later Mm. because they just they just basically they manifest that they can't survive without that person in their life right and i always thought it'd be really interesting to live a life like that and then live a life like hugh hefner Mm. and be able to be able to compare which is the more fulfilling they're probably the same thing because we probably there's probably no answer no there but it's interesting yeah. to conceptualize those two the yin and the yang you know because most people they'll never experience either or yeah yeah you know what i mean like most people will never live hugh hefner's life and most people will never be that in love that they die two weeks after their beloved dies whether it's male or female or you yeah, know gay yeah. or straight or whatever the fucking lbg whatever 
acronym that you want to use at, at that level, you know? So it's like, it's, I, I don't know. I think that we, we're just floating on a rock around another rock in some yeah. chaotic, and we can conceptualize for years and years and years. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. I've no, I haven't figured it out yet, but it's interesting to, it's, I think it's really, really, really important to, um, aspire to, to, to more. Yeah. And to like, to try and like, you know, look at all the shit that you've achieved with this stuff. You know, you, you were a filmer before or whatever there is that you did. And you're like, Oh, I like talking and you, you created something and like, you probably get a lot of fulfillment out of just having conversations with people mm -hmm. because you normally wouldn't have conversations with these people. Yeah. And these people, even if they're just off the street and you meet them and they're like of notoriety and you have these subjects and we're talking the, the vast array of subjects that we've just talked about. We haven't really talked about like we talked about skin, but we just touched on subjects, you know? Yeah. And it's not like it's, it's, in, it's interesting to have these kind of conversations and this is probably the best way to have a free flowing podcast is to talk like Joe Rogan does yeah. and how he just talks about stuff. He doesn't really go, through someone's whole career and you know there's certain podcasts that do do that yeah um and they'll just go you know you started in in nebraska in 1965 yeah, yeah. you got your first snowboard and then you went to yeah. snowboard camp in mount hood and then blah blah you know like that like that whole narrative of just following yeah, a timeline yeah, yeah. you know so um i don't know i've i haven't figured it out yet but it, it's interesting to conceptualize because i i definitely aspire to greater things well, I think the the fulfillment in this is, I I just think that we're designed to solve problems. Like yeah, they're totally. like basically like what we are as humans. It's an interesting way to think about it. Well, there's just like there's we have these like set points that we need to get to. Like I'm hungry, I'm yeah. horny, I'm thirsty, I'm bored, I'm this, I'm yeah. that. So it's like causality. Yeah, there's like this set point. One true nature of the universe. Yeah, and then that's your then. But that's but that relates back to everything in the world. It's like when we if we did cross the Bering Strait, right? Okay, went from from Europe to North America. Yeah. Okay, we're we're walking across the ice shelf. Well, we've got cold feet, so we invented shoes. Yeah. Now I've been walking for three days. I'm tired. Oh, I'm an inventor chair. Yeah. And so so on and so forth. And if you really think of the brass tacks of the world every single thing in our existence there was a cause and a reaction yeah, yeah. And we needed a t-shirt we needed a hoodie well we wanted every single thing the, t the television yeah and that's crazy if you really go down that rabbit it's hole fairly deterministic too yeah like when you kind of when you backtrack and then you think that like it couldn't have been any other way like in the moment they're really just no. like there's options but then the thing that got chosen you don't really know why it was chosen it just yeah. it kind of bought but into it's just human nature and it's interesting i wonder where we came come from and i wonder if there is a god it's probably some form of energy that's evolved to the point where it can manifest and and create life but then like our puny human brains we conceptualize things as like point of origin and point of extinction right so when i think of god when i was a little kid i'd think of god and be like well what what created god and then what created the thing that created god well god is infinite blah yeah, blah blah believe like in infinite regression. believe in this fucking well my, that doesn't really i have faith in this fucking this yeah. thing in the sky like well cool. i think it's just a, like a probability problem mm. like what's the probability that that who were two thousand years ago they just fucking guessed right what, you know what I'm saying? Well, but Christianity is like, if you know, there's like a bu bunch of movies. Like Christianity, a lot like Judaism is like, uh, is an interpreted kind of version of like Sumerian and Mesopotamian culture. There's stuff from you know like 
it's like I'm not I'm not a I'm not an archaeologist I'm not an anthropologist so I'm yeah but not, when you read like a a book like Sapiens is a really like I'm I not read that I have to you I'll have write, to hundred percent have to read that it's not uh like Can you that, pass me my phone I'm gonna write that down that's one of um. I mean, that's like a good place for just like the lay person to start. Like, you're obviously not going to be like a anthropological expert after reading that book, but it's definitely like a really good, well-researched, like rough timeline of like humanity and how we move from... Um, it's called Sapiens. Sapiens, yeah. I think it's like a brief I'm, guide I, to humanity. I really need... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get back into um, into reading a lot. And it's like such a fucking important thing to do. Oh, it's just 100%. so important. But you read a lot now? Yeah, yeah, every day. Yeah, every day for like what? For like half an hour? No, nah, hour pretty much. I and and do you do it like, do you do it habitually like when you wake up? Yeah, I do, do the it? same thing every day. So, yeah, that's, see, that's So I right. get up, I get up at, you know, five o'clock, I make a coffee, I take my dog out and then I come back, I sit down with my coffee, I read for an hour, then I get up and I do my day. And then like the other day we flew to Adelaide, I literally read, almost read a whole book on the plane. Yeah. So like, yeah, whenever I can, I'm just reading shit. Cause I, I just I deleted all my social media off my phone. So like, it's fucking rad. Cause I spend like I spend like three to four hours a day on my phone. That's fucked. And it's dude, like, you'd spend way more than that. No, nah, it's about three to four hours. Sure. Yeah, I look at Fuck, the numbers. Cause, cause but I, f- I do run, I do run the, I do run like a few different accounts and a few different businesses on there. So it's like, you yeah, gotta, yeah. But on a bad day, it's probably six hours. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, yeah, I was just on my phone too much. It was just too and much. It, and, but it, and, it, and, it, and 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 but then I use that as an excuse. Well, you know what? Fuck it. Almost caught me out today, though, because I was at lunch and I was going to be late for this. And then I fucking I didn't have Instagram on my phone. And then I was like, "Fuck, I need, <laughs> I fucking need to text Willie." And then so I had to like log into Instagram on the site. Like, so actually, it, it does like definitely does have a function. Um, um, but then, but then I think that the the ultimate, um, like, it's like I, I've got a couple of friends that like. Like I've got like five, ten missed phone calls right now, right? And I've got a bunch of, um, you know, like blah blah blah. But it's like the, the the whole, the whole notion in today's society is like, if he calls me, I need to answer now. Yeah, I need to deal yeah. with the problem now. It's like no, 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 no. It's my reality. I'll call him back when it's convenient, like when it, when when I'm ready to deal with that issue. I need to be in the moment. Mm. So if I can, so that's something that I really, really need to push in my brain, is to be in the moment and mm-hmm. that's probably something that I'm going to get out of this podcast and I'm going to try and I'll probably communicate back and forth with you about that is being in the moment and mm-hmm. what, what's the word for that like in being present yeah yeah you know what I mean like yeah. and and uh, like and, so and it, for, for example to, this is like a good example of this just uh, today in my daily life so uh, got up in the morning walked the dog down had a smoothie like I ch- switched up my routine today went down had a smoothie sat down and i was looking out of it's fucking burley street like i've lived in like this area i've been on this street a million times and then i looked and i was like fuck i've never no- noticed that mural there's like this massive fucking mural above uh like a place i just go all the time i never noticed it so it's just like you want to talk about being in the moment like you just keep your fucking i got nothing to do on my phone other than like news app i got my youtube shit like so i can look at youtube and uh and yeah like there's been so many times where i've just like i'm just sitting down looking out at stuff and then i like had i seen two old ducks fucking walking down to the bowls burly bowls and i was like hey good luck today girls you know like just just to make a conversation they, they nothing just, else to fucking people, do that that generation just seems so much happier and it's interesting there's a um, less inputs there's an interesting um the do you remember the quicksilver crossing and they no. the, the quicksilver crossing 
they they bought this old icebreaker boat in probably the late 90s early 2000s and they employed this gentleman who was like a some famous sea captain to basically pioneer new surf locations around the world and they did a whole campaign around it yes i do remember this anyways they in in one of the movies i remember it when i was a kid they they interviewed um the gentleman who was the captain yeah and we'll wrap this up soon after this because this is a good thing to, to leave on and he talked about like happiness and he talked about going through northern papua new guinea kind of between borneo and papua new guinea yeah and he said he pulled up on a fucking island and this la- this woman walked out of a hut like a mud brick or whatever straw hut or whatever it was stick hut yeah and she had she was topless with a with like basically like a like a um a straw or a stick or whatever the thing gra- a grass a grass skirt mm. straight out of what you would have seen from captain cook mm. and he said it was the most mind-blowing thing he's ever seen in his whole life and he said i've never experienced true happiness until i met those people Mm. because they had no other influence in life they didn't know where they were or what they were doing but they were totally present in the moment Mm. and that's why they were truly happy Mm. because they had no conception of anything other than what they were doing right then yeah and it was like I remember being, I was probably like 12 or 13 when I first saw that. And I was like, fuck, that's, and that, you know, like, I don't think about that all the time. Yeah. But that's an interesting concept, especially for someone that, like, that's seen so much, you know, like yeah. experience and been so many places in the world. Like, yeah. There's still a lot of places in the world that are like that, you know. Oh, dude, when we do that ride through Vietnam, yeah. Um, we've, we've go through like villages and there's like young kids, like, you know, four or five years old, never seen a white person. And then you pull up on these fucking like Harley looking things and, they're just tripping the fuck out. They're so happy and they're so like excited. They're literally their mind is blown. So there's 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 more people that live like that than people that live like us. Like yeah. we're we're a fucking weird minority, you know. Yeah, and, and our concept of reality is like this and the fluff. Yeah, and, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, you just like chase this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's and like I said, it's fun. It's fun, but it's like should be like, it's like a once a week thing. It's yeah. like a ten percent thing. Should yeah. be a ten. It's like. Like it's maybe like even not that. Yeah, well, that for me, I like ten. Ten percent is a good rule. Yeah. It's like the, the the tidings for the the Church of Mormon. You give ten percent away to the church. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah, give ten yeah. percent of my brain away to the church to, of pussy. to my devil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which is pussy, and which is I don't really like drugs that much. Like, they're they're alright in small doses. It's fun, you know, sober you up to a couple of lines and stuff. But I've never been like someone that's had an addictive personality. I'm like I gotta get it back, gotta get it back. Like I have a, you know, I yeah. do know quite a lot of le- high level functioning people that you know are quite into that kind of stuff um but 10 percent rule is probably a good way to do it yeah yeah hey if it works Anyways, but yeah being present and the 10 percent rule is how we'll probably leave it yeah but perfect i've enjoyed this this has been fun i'm glad we finally got to do it i've been a cunt to get on to like a, that's a all right no, pretty no. fucking shit but no, um glad better late than never man that'll yeah. be the name of the the first autobiography and uh thank you for your time i love what you do i do listen to your uh, your podcast quite frequently and um definitely i'll we should start a book club and fucking yeah. exchange books Just i think that would be a club. really interesting i gotta do uh well every year i do like a book review so yeah. i did like last year's one um i do it about this time every year it's actually fucking daunting to do i'm like looking at the pile of books and be like fucking hell i really need to it's gonna be a big job well good, good godspeed to you yeah thank you for your time i appreciate and, um, it man 
I really enjoyed this. Hopefully, we can do it again sometime. Yeah, it was fun. We'll definitely yeah. do it again. Fantastic. Thanks, man. You. See you later. You. If you enjoyed this content, please like and subscribe. And to listen to the full three-hour podcast, search Gypsy Tales in your favorite podcast platform or click the link in the description below. Gypsy Gang.